0: My name's Angelo, and welcome to We Want Picks. Jacob and I are going to break down the entire UFC Charlotte fight card, giving you our picks, our predictions, predictions, predictions,
1: and our bets. Also,
0: our fantasy plays. People often forget that we're giving out fantasy information, that we have a whole website dedicated to fantasy. But you know who didn't forget?
1: You know who did not forget?
0: Jack Spade didn't forget. Because Jack Spade is a premium member of we want picks. Jack Spade used the website. Jack Spade used the premium information, the insight, the ownership, all of that, and Jack Spade won himself 78,750 real dollars. This isn't play money. This is That's actual American money. This is real money. Jack many, Spade did that how many with Andrew
1: a, Jackson's is that? What's Andrew Jackson on? The 50? <laughs> a 5? I don't fucking know.
0: Anyway, Jack Spade did the right thing. Jack Spade became a premium member for ten dollars a month. Couple months in hits the big one in DraftKings, $78,750. And if you think I'm just exploiting him, he's the one who reached out to us 20. saying, Look what I did. And uh, we're probably gonna get an interview and stuff going with him because he's very he happy did, about that. He and he what's even us what's he did tip us? But what's <laughs> even more astonishing, what's even more astonishing about that is Jack Spade. This is the largest it's single.
1: Live. Sorry.
0: Yeah, it's live. This is the largest single payout from any one of our uh, members, but Joey Todoro won himself sixty grand like six months ago. Also, a premium member utilizing our it's content. We talk about bets.
1: Joey our Joey it's probably, probably yeah that was that was a little <laughs> bit of a slip there. This uh, probably pisses off uh, Joey honestly. Yeah,
0: he's it's a be, little more. He's gonna be hard at it now. New shining yeah, new shining star. But anyway, congratulations to Jack and in uh, all honesty, like good for you. That's what everybody's trying to do is get these massive payouts hit big. A lot of people are here just, oh, let me spend the ten bucks, I'll get some bets, and the safety parlay hits and blah blah blah. Their fantasy content is absolute fire, and Jack Spade is testament to that. We want picks.com. It's freaking ten dollars a month. Even if you don't want the insight, the tools alone can help you. How many
1: weeks did he just pay for?
0: Uh, divide seventy five seventy eight thousand by I hope that 10. is a question for you. By 52 the and then by 10. Anyway, Jack Spade did well this weekend, but so did we. Jacob had solid picks. Jacob's lock of the week. Huge controversial <laughs> lock of the week. Nobody wanted to hear it. That absolutely crushed. i up units. think I got units. these gold chains? I'm up units. The ones hanging. How do you I'm think I got units. those, baby? The safety parlay hit. Guys, if you do nothing else in premium. The safety parlay alone, it is hitting over 70% now. We do one for every single event, every single week. It is hitting at over a 70% rate, and it is up 7.6 units just in this year. We're not even halfway into the year. All of this is on premium, but premium is more than just copy-paste bets. It's all about insight, information, giving you tools to empower yourself as well, because we're all about that. When you see my bets, my picks, that's what I'm doing with my actual money. Jacob's page, that's what he did with his money. But we have tools and information for you to help you spend your money well. Also, like the line movement tracker, this card has a few fights going Ooh. from underdog to favorite. Court McGee doing a Parker Porter style swing plus oh. one four from plus 140 to minus 185. Keep an eye on that line movement track. You're gonna get the opening odds, the current odds, the win probability, and that line movement. And this is fully interactive and sortable, so you can very quickly identify spots, hop on a train, hop off, see where somebody is trending in that direction, and then go make solid bets. And speaking of information and data, we give you a full suite of metrics and analytics that you can use to find those spots. It is 38 columns of detailed data, analytics and metrics we also take this data chop it up into digestible interactive charts all of that is available at wewantpicks.com all under that ten dollar umbrella jacob did you know there are people selling a very similar spreadsheet
1: for ten dollars you know that there are people that are just absolutely jacking the underdog lock of the week and failing at it miserably
0: i uh saw something about that on twitter it happens we also accept credit cards i don't blame now.
1: them It's a great idea i don't blame them
0: it is good. Hey, a lot of people have copied what we do, and that's the uh, it's a compliment. We know we're doing it well. I don't know what the hell you're eating right now. You're at work, but fine. What do you? I'll you You, you, 50 know, you bucks. know
1: exactly what I'm eating.
0: They're, oh, the oh, you came. To, Jacob came to my house for UFC 288. My daughters were eating cotton candy grapes, which are just
1: regular grapes. Just I said, give me that shit, and I ripped them out specialist. of their hands. I said, give <laughs> me that shit. <laughs> They're like, just I'm taking sweeter. grapes from a baby.
0: And somehow, Jake, had his first one ever. Then today he said there'd be pictures from Target eating cotton candy grapes.
1: Anyway. Bad. Grapes are sweet enough. but Because when you start eating a lot of these, it gets a little bit too much. But the flavor profile is definitely You don't different. expect it's it a, from a, a drinking. grape. Yeah, a yeah drinking. you don't expect
0: it from a grape. Anyway, guys, we'll send you 50 bucks. I just paid out somebody five minutes before we came live. All you need to do is go to wewantpicks.com slash bets. Sign up with any one of our betting partners using our link. Make an account, we send you 50 bucks as a thank you. We own picks.com slash bets, sign up, make a deposit, we send you 50 bucks, cash up, PayPal, Venmo, you gotta use the link. It's affiliate marketing, they're gonna pay us. I'm gonna break off some of that money and give it right back to you because we care very deeply about this community. I think this is a good fight card. A lot of other people trashing it, but let's go ahead and hit head up. Let's go ahead and hit up some of these super chats, and then we'll go dig in.
1: People are already commenting about your tan. You're pretty proud of that tan.
0: I'm very tan. I'm very, thank you so much. I'm brown. I'm Italian. I'm very I go brown. Get,
1: that's just a natural. You're out in the sun, walking around, doing some yard work. Well, I know you're trying
0: to shame me. I don't give a shit. I, first of all, I do walk a lot, so I get a little tan from that. But you're I went sure tanning. I
1: like, See if I give a fuck.
0: See, it's a little whiter here.
1: Jesus Christ. Okay. Jesus anyway,
0: Holy $2 God. from Quint Lazabee. Happy birthday, Quint. Happy birthday, Jake Spade! Won himself some salary. Jake Spade absolutely dominated. Thank you very much for the two dollars super chat, Quint. Five dollars from Sam Pierce, looking dummy thick as usual. Thank you guys for the stream today. If you're not a premium member, you are the reason Darwinism exists. Sam, thank you very much. I also suspect some of the people who are not premium members may not know what Darwinism is. Are you um, an evolution guy? Let's talk. If they were smart enough to know Darwinism, they would be smart
1: enough to be premium members. Let's talk about it. What's okay. your, what's your, uh, what do you believe?
0: We're not doing that. $5 super chat from Santiago Mendez. Thanks for the Jan and Frivola pick. You're welcome. You
1: had Jan, Angela?
0: I did in my quick picks and then I flipped it for mm. the two. So I, I was on both sides of that. Can't, can't lose like that. Joey T, disgruntled. Everyone smash the like, become a member if you haven't yet. Everyone heard I won before, but now Jack proves anyone. Can do it, as Joe Let's
1: mentioned. He, he if Joey won 60 T, can something. do it. Anyone can do it. <laughs> you know, what I mean? if Joey T can do it. Anybody can do it. So it was already proven when you hit that jackpot, Joey T.
0: So we have two community members. We've been doing this for less than one full year. Less than one full year has premium members exist existed, and two people have already won a combine seventy eight thousand plus sixty
1: thousand. That's got to be five hundred thousand two hundred eighty three dollars and forty. 40- Seven cents, if my math it's, is correct. Right.
0: It's not not that.
1: Let's go
0: ahead and jump in. Opening up the UFC Charlotte card, we have Jessica Rose Clark coming back after a gruesome, it actually wasn't very gruesome, but after an arm break to take on Tenera Lisboa. Tenera Lisboa is the only UFC debut on this card. Jessica Rose Clark, 11-8 and eight overall, 2-3 and three in her last five, and she's coming off back-to-back submission losses. She's taken on Tanera Lisboa, five and two overall, four and one in her last five. And as I mentioned, this is her UFC debut. And this is an interesting fight because Jessica Rose-Clark is a slick striker. She is coming off these back-to-back submission losses, but she actually has some takedowns in her back pocket, right? She's had several takedowns in a lot of her fights. Uh, She's averaging almost two per fight. So she is able to mix in offensive takedowns. She just doesn't seem to do well with the raw grappling, but she's a slick striker with fast, powerful, straight shots. And that actually could be a problem for Tanera Lisboa because Tanera Lisboa is a Muay Thai striker. She's got a Muay Thai background and she likes to load up on her feet. She throws wild knees in the clinch. She works really, really well. And she's gonna come forward, throw aggressive and look for that finish. My only knock on Tanera is when she's throwing those shots Everything is looped. Even her jab is not straight up the middle. She's looping it a little bit. And somebody like Jessica Rose Clark, who is technical, could literally beat her to the punch. She could send it right up the middle and catch her before the loops come in. All of that being said, I do think Tanera's going to win this fight. I've got a small little $20 bet 0.2 0.2 units, 200, units, 100 bucks, $20 bet on her at plus 122. That line is moving. I believe she's even money now. Actually, 110. We see it right there. Um, because I do think that Tanera is going to come forward. She's going to be aggressive. She is obviously very dangerous. Jessica Rose Clark is a solid striker. She's finally going to be in a striking match. But I don't know what that arm is like. I don't know how what her psyche is like fighting, you know, basically for her UFC career coming off that arm break. And this is striker versus striker. I'm going to go with the underdog here. She's the more accomplished striker. I think she's probably the more dangerous striker. Um, but only a $20 bet because this is not a guarantee. What do you think, Jakey? What are you laughing at?
1: Uh, that last comment is like the most random comment I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I'm not even going to repeat, but it's the most random guy, comment. guy is I a hot it- wife. Good for him. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I think the big elephant in the room besides Angelo is Lisboa's competition in <laughs> MMA. I mean, when you look at the, the people that she has fought, they basically have no wins. And you're going to see that a lot of regional scenes, right? It's tough when people are making their UFC debut coming off regional scenes because most of the fighters you're going to fight are not very good. People are going to say th- the same thing with Pete Rodriguez. always oh, fought nobody and stuff. It's like, you can't <laughs> really help. He you sucks. can't really felt. You can't really help who you fight. And when she fights these people, she beats the shit out of them. So it's like she's doing what she's supposed to do on the regional scenes. Angelo nailed pretty much the entire breakdown. Jessica Rose Clark, a very, very good kickboxer, who kind of found wrestling and then started to just kind of default in the wrestling, which really got her in trouble because she's not really a jujitsu practitioner. So she was using trying to get these takedowns, these clinch positions. She was trying to clinch, you know, Stephanie Edgar. What was it? I think it was Stephanie Edgar, right? Two fights ago
0: one of yeah them. Stephanie Yeager
1: yeah she was she back. was trying to clinch Stephanie Yeager a, 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 a judo a high level judo person I don't know why that was the game plan she got tossed down barred. <laughs> then she came in against Julia and tried to clinch her after she was actually she didn't try to clinch her she hurt her got too aggressive in the striking got taken down and then got armbarred again so like you said this should be the better matchup for Jessica she should be able to strike if she wants to strike but if she wants to wrestle this actually might be the time to wrestle I know Lisboa can be taken down she is I think a purple belt in she has jiu-jitsu. slick
0: jiu-jitsu after. Are getting taken down, for sure.
1: Right. So she she knows what she's doing, uh, in there. But you know, I, I felt great about this matchup going into when I was like, oh, Muay Thai world champion versus Jessica Rose Clark, who's pretty good everywhere. And as you mentioned a good striker. But that Muay Thai championships from 2012, 2013, 2014, some, somewhere around there. That was a and there's a long like time ago. Thirty
0: Muay Thai champ. Like, there's not one. Muay Thai champion, you know what I mean? Like right. People a, are going to be like,
1: oh, she fought Shevchenko to a decision that was literally 13 years ago. Um, and when I'm looking at her Instagram, when I'm thinking of a, a Muay Thai champion and somebody that's coming in, a dominant striker, and she's got all the, the training videos. She's obviously working hard. I mean, every single post is like, boom, boom, training, training. And I'm watching her hit mitts, and I know everyone can look good hitting mitts. And I've heard that time and time again. But when I'm watching her... Yeah, I'm not I'm not seeing the speed and the snappiness that I would expect. When I'm watching Jessica Rose Clark hit mitts, I mean it's fast, it's down the pipe. As Angel mentioned, Lisboa, it's like, oh man, like what are we doing here? Like, this is she should be the better striker in this matchup. So she is gonna be my pick because it's hard to trust Jessica Rose Clark with anything except for my heart. But I gotta <laughs> go with Lisboa in this matchup. Uh, I, I think that she should be the better striker uh in a mostly striking matchup. And uh, you know, that's why I put a bet on her as well. And, you know, she's gonna be my pick, but. I'll, Jessica I'm rooting for you
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I, I agree with you that's why I did just 20 bucks .2 units at a decent plus oh, money I pumped it up you move the line is what you're saying no
1: nah, I, I did more than fucking point
0: .2 oh well you're just a baller I have a family that's to support <laughs> that's
1: why I got those gold chains and you got that what is that back there <laughs> uh, two Stuff children the back there. yeah
0: That's that's stuff we're moving. Those are expensive lamps from Pottery Barn.
1: Okay. But they
0: are. Yeah. Anyway, um, also, Tanera beat the absolute shit out of Norma Dumont before getting caught in that submission. But she was putting it on Norma Dumont. And that actually, to me, was a big. Watching that fight. Okay. Watching that fight, I was like, man. And going on knowing this, Norma Dumont would beat the shit out of Jessica Rose Clark. And I hate MMA math. It doesn't work like that. But. so we're both on the same side. Neither one of us super confident. DraftKings eighty four hundred to seventy eight hundred. It's a little tricky because we I'd like the underdog here. There's a seven in front of that number, which is solid, but I don't know how well she'll score because I don't think she's going to submit. Obviously, Jessica Rose Clark, um, and I think she'll outstrike her, but I don't think she'll put her away. What do you think of the DraftKings?
1: Uh would stay weird. There's too many question marks. UFC debut, yeah. you know, level of competition. Jessica Broken Rose Clark, arm. you know, yeah, I mean, just just too many. Um... Whatever. But she, I will say right now, I think Jessica Rose-Clark is hands down, like just absolutely goddamn beautiful.
0: Yeah, she knows it too. So, good job. So,
1: if you're listening, um, if, you're, if you happen to be
0: watching. Well, it's gonna, this video is going to get chopped up and tweeted yeah, at her. Yeah. Like the rest this. of them.
1: Pay no attention. This could be you. This could be you.
0: <laughs> anyway. We want picks.com Become a premium member. It's only $10 a month. You're going to unlock everything, all the picks, the bets, the DraftKings insight, the DraftKings information that helped our community make over $78,000 this weekend. Next up at UFC Charlotte, this is actually a very good matchup, and this is one of those fights where the line moved. Brian Battle, open as a favorite, is going to close as the underdog. And he's taking on Gabe Green. Brian Battle, 8-2 overall, 4-1 in his last five. He's coming off that absolute wrestling domination loss to Renat Fakradimov. Whoa. And he's taking on Gabe. I'm nailing these names. Remember when we started how I was saying know. names? Hey, well. Gabe Green, 11-4 overall, 3-2 and two in his last five. And he's coming off that decision loss to Ian Gary. This should be a really fun fight, and it's going to be an interesting fight, and I understand that people don't know what to do with this line. Like, I get why it's moving, and it actually widened and then tightened, and it full-on flipped mm. after it opened. But Gabe Green, he's a pretty well-rounded guy. He's got solid grappling, solid striking, good pressure. He's very comfortable striking. her will work in kicks really well. He's just like a tough guy that's going to come forward and try to make things happen. He'll grind on you, push you down. Not amazing at any one thing. And Brian Battle is, frankly, pretty similar. Right? He's gonna come forward. He's gonna work in some striking. He does have a little bit of power. He's gonna try to get some takedowns. He's slick on the ground. He's not amazing at any one thing, but what he does have is like that intangible work ethic. To watch this body's transform, his this dude's body transform from every single fight, his skills improve between every single fight. To watch him in that fight with Fakradimov, he got manhandled. Two judges said he gave up two 10-8 rounds, which is a bad, bad. Like, that's a bad decision. But at no point in that fight did this dude give up on himself. Did he stop working up? Did he stop moving? His back was never flat on the mat. The dude just did not stop. He just kept coming and coming. And he just refused to accept being taken down, even when he was taken down as many times as he was. Gabe Green's going to come forward. Gabe Green's going to shoot takedowns. He's not going to have that same success that Renat did. I think he's going to get frustrated with Brian Battle constantly coming back up. Brian Battle's going to push his own pace, his own pressure. I think Brian Battle's a phenomenal underdog. I think he gets it done. And it's another $20 bet on an underdog. I threw 20 bucks at Uh-oh. plus 110 on Brian Battle. Jacob, you disagree?
1: I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree completely because Brian Battle, as you mentioned, is is a tough dude, and he, he probably is, you know, the the odds are correct in my mind. I, I think this should be kind of a pick 'em fight. But when I watch Brian Battle fight, you know, I I see him in fights kind of get pushed around a little bit. Yeah, he is tough, and he can get out tough. But even that like that Treshawn Gore fight, he's just constantly, his back against the fence. The last fight, he's back back against the fence. And Gabe Green, that's how he fights people. He wants to get in your face. He wants to push you back. You saw that um, in the Ian Gary fight. You see that in fighting. I mean, he's pushing you. He's pushing you. He's a tough dude. He can eat shots to give shots. And then he will mix in some takedowns as well. I agree. I don't think he's going to have great success with the takedowns. But the threat of the takedown is going to keep Brian Battle keep backing up. Now, Brian Battle comes in, and he dictates the pace, and he dictates the pressure. He can win this fight. He absolutely can win this fight, because that's when he's going to be able to land his big shots, as you saw with this big head kick knockout. If he can get that space, he's a long dude with big power, and if he lands, it's going to start hurting people. The issue is, I think that his back is going to be against the fence pretty much the entire fight, and he's not going to be able to land that big shot on Gabe Green. Even if he does kind of off the back foot, kind of off the back cage shot, Gabe Green can eat those shots. You saw Ian Geary landing some really really solid shots he just kind of walks through them I mean that guy just doesn't give a shit and, he, and he just, he's just he's not just following you around he's throwing stuff out he's just constantly working and throwing stuff out and both these guys are tough I, I think that this is a decision fight and anytime it's a decision fight especially we got what is this North Carolina judges now we have no idea what what they're going to be doing you know so you know I think it's going to be a decision fight anything can happen I just feel like Gabe Green is going to have the, the pressure and, and the volume to be able to sneak out that decision but I don't disagree that Brian Battle's not a not a terrible pick. I mean, there, there's definitely a world where he comes in and wins this fight. I just think that Gabe Green is gonna have the pressure, gonna have the volume, maybe mix in a takedown or two, steal some rounds, win a decision.
0: Uh listen, I I, I uh, hear where you're coming from, and I'm I'm really going with the intangibles here. I think the $20 came for the intangible. It's just Brian Battle's grit, determination, his improvement between fights is wild. Does and he,
1: um, is that a little I'm bit motivating for you to see his uh body transformation?
0: And with very similar tans. And to see um, to see him lose the way he just lost, getting taken down over and over and grinded on. Uh, he's not the type of guy that's just going to chalk it up to, oh, I was sick before that fight. He's going to go back and be like, I need to be better at this. I, nobody yeah, I is going to do that Brian to me Battle. ever again. Yeah, I love Bryan Battle. And so I think that loss, the way that went down, just being – he didn't get like – he got manhandled by grappling. like he, You know what I mean? That's basically it. So I think he can go back or did go back, focus specifically on that, and that's Gabe's path. Let me grapple, let me grapple.
1: I think it's a, I think it's a mistake if Gabe comes in with that path because I don't think he's going to have the success that he thinks he's going to have, and I no. think that he could end up losing the fight if he's just all in on the grappling. I think he just needs to f- fight his own fight, and he can win. If he comes in and just, oh, Renat did it, so let me do it, I think he really fucked this up.
0: Yeah, I mean, so I I like Brian Battle to win. You like Gabe Green. I'm not, uh, you know, again, 100? twenty bucks. No, I put twenty bucks on uh. it because if I was, we'll find one. I, okay, didn't I just Get win the last in there. one? Get your didn't face I just in there. win? Didn't I? Just oh win yeah, because
1: Gilbert Burns one? blew his shoulder out. And Bilal still, just, Bilal still just circling around, throwing his little didn't jab. Didn't Bilal have a blown-out an ankle? What an absolute. Didn't Bilal have a blown-out ankle? No, he said his ankle was fine.
0: No, no, he said it was actually hurt. He said he, he hurt it, hurt that, it week that week, but during oh, the fight okay. it was fine.
1: It was yeah, fine. He he's, a a man, blown out he's a man. Because he's a man. He got he's taken down, and that's when Gilbert blew out his shoulder, by the way. He got destroyed. I mean, I mean double leg on his ass.
0: Okay, but who won the
1: fight? Great. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. Anyway,
0: you're going to put Gabe Green in your lineup? Okay, 100 bucks. 100
1: bucks, Fucking okay, idiot. you said it. I, I accept. Let's do it, <laughs> we,
0: come on. picks.com. become a premium member, unlock everything, including our DraftKings ownership projections, which are quite literally the best in the game, period. End of story. It's only $10 a month, just click become a member at the top, and you will instantly unlock everything that you could ever want to help you make money watching fights. Next up at UFC Charlotte, we have Ji-Yoon Kim taking on Mandy Bohm. Ji-Yoon Kim is 9-6 overall. She is 1-4 and four in her last five, riding that four-fight losing streak. She's taking on Mandy Bohm. 7-2 and two overall, 3-2 and two in her last five, and she is looking for her first UFC win. And we have a woman on a four-fight losing streak who only has nine wins in 17 fights, and she opened that almost a three-to-one favorite. And that is just absurd to me. Mm. Because Mandy Bohm is not like a bum. Like Mandy Bohm is decent. She has lost her first two UFC fights, one of which she was dominated with the striking. The next one, she was taken down twice, gave a bunch of control time. So we have seen her lose multiple ways. Despite that current streak though, she is pretty good everywhere. If you go back to the regional scene and watch that tape, She's not great anywhere, but her striking is solid. Her grappling is pretty solid. Um, she'll work in takedowns on the regional scene, make things happen. We just haven't seen that yet in the UFC. She's taking on Ji-Yoon Kim. Ji-Yoon Kim likes to fight at range. She likes to pick people apart. I'm dogging her for that four-fight losing streak, but a couple of bad decisions in the mix. She's got solid output at six significant strikes per minute. Takedown on defense, though, is not very good. Uh, she's actually given up takedowns in 5 of her UFC 6 of her UFC, 5 of her 6 UFC losses and she does have solid submission defense but she doesn't scramble well and just ends up being held down the entire time. I'm going to pick Kim here because in order for Mandy to win, she's going to need to wrestle. I have seen her wrestle on the regional scene. I know she has those takedowns, but I've yet to see her do it in the UFC, so I can't just assume that all of a sudden she's going to pull that out. So G.U. Kim's going to be the pick but if Mandy Bohm comes in here and wrestles as we've seen her do outside of the UFC, I think she can get Kim down and hold her down and and win this fight that way. But anybody betting money on this fight, I mentioned in the Quick Picks video deserves to lose their money. You're you're financially irresponsible. Get your hands cut off. You're financially irresponsible. It's absurd. Shh. Like this it should be a trap. The sports book it should be a trap from the government. Who bet on that fight? Okay. What's the, uh, their, what's the best knife their money to cut a hand off, you think? I don't know. If I remembered from the office what he said the best knife was for a
1: goose, goose's neck, I would say that answer. Like a serrated edge? Probably. The bone's No, That's be not how you chop it. Obviously, you if you're going yeah, to chop it, that's easy. I mean, you can use pretty much anything on that. But if you're going to actually cut, I mean, I'm trying to think. It has to be a do. chop. It has to be a chop. I don't know. What do you think of this fight, Jacob? I
0: think yes, you, you can through chop bone. through bone. No, I'm saying I'm just. What do you think of this fight, Jacob?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think everything that you said good about Mandy is incorrect. But everything (laughs) you said bad about her is 100% accurate. Listen, she's... She's a confident fighter. I mean, she comes in there and she believes that she's going to win every single fight. And you can see that when she is in striking exchanges. She's a confident fighter. But her striking, her grappling, everything she does is just so sloppy. And there's just no speed to it. There's no power to it. Everything's a little bit loopy. Everything seems a little bit lackadaisical. And sometimes those girls clean things up. I mean, sometimes those girls realize, okay, this is my UFC opportunity. This is probably her last chance. If she loses this, she's probably gone. And we've seen girls come in and really kind of clean things up and make... Maybe, and as you said, maybe she does come in and wrestle. And if she comes in and shoots some takedowns and wrestles, you know, maybe she can win this fight. But I, this is probably going to be a striking fight. And Kim's the better striker. I mean, yes, she has is on that four-fight losing streak and stuff, but she is the more technical fighter, and that's really all it's going to take for this fight to get the job done It's just boom, boom, just beat her to the punch. I mean, Mandy Baum in her last fight, she got taken down, but she was losing striking exchanges to Victoria Leonardo. If you're losing striking exchanges to like, Victoria Leonardo, that's not a good situation. Victoria came in there, won it more, beat her to the punch, bullied her in that fight, and I think Kim can kind of do the same thing. They're both fighting for the UFC lives, so this could turn into a slot sloppy war because Kim will, will bite down and throw sloppy. Mandy will come in, throw some sloppy shots as well. So you nail it. Don't bet either side on this. Just stay away. You know, this is going to be an early morning card. If you guys want to go make lunch, maybe go to McDonald's, come back. The fight will be over. It'll be 15 minutes, but um, stay away from it. My pick is going to be Kim.
0: Yeah, uh, we're on the same side here. You're a little more extreme than I am. Uh, you mentioned Mandy losing to Victoria Leonardo. We both agree Victoria Leonardo is not good.
1: Well, I wouldn't. You know, Victoria hate mm. I don't. I don't try to. I, I try not to disrespect fighters.
0: Yeah, and and in fact, you did make Victoria Leonardo your lock of the week at one point. How'd that go? Uh, How'd that
1: go? I believe she dominated.
0: I don't think I've ever
1: lost a lock of the week. If I'm, if I don't I'm,
0: think that's how that went.
1: I'm trying to remember. If I'm four in a row, yeah, I'm not um, sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember that last loss, and I think it was 2019, maybe. I don't. Know. I don't know. Yeah, no,
0: it wasn't. It wasn't great for you, so yeah, credibility is a little out the window on this one. But um, we're on the same side here. Obviously, the safest wait, bet the fact, is wait, wait. The fact just that missed.
1: I picked Victoria Leonardo as my lock of the week gives me no credibility for this fight somehow. I, what kind of math is that?
0: Yeah, because Victoria's trash. And you thought she was amazing. Oh, 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 so now, oh, oh, oh. you know, the things you say here are just not yeah. good. Okay. Well. Anyway, uh, I think the safest bet on this was obviously the over on rounds. And frankly, mm-hmm. parlay that. Parlay that with uh, Minus 340. Else. Parlay it. Parlay. Parlay. Not a huge fan of parlaying overs when it's two and a half because you're just like begging I hate for a decision.
1: Overs. I'm, I've, i absolutely hate. There's nothing I, and I talk about in a live stream is because you're rooting like for too. a boring, you're, fight. You're, yeah, you're rooting for not a finish. It's like, why, why, why would I want to place a bet and be like, don't finish, don't finish, you know, it's like, what the yeah. fuck? I want to root for action, baby. That's why we go crazy.
0: It's like when Ed Herman, uh, got finished right before the two and a half mark, anyway.
1: You kind of finish with your two and a half sometimes too, a little bit early.
0: You gonna spend the eighty nine hundred dollars on your hero Kim?
1: Uh, no.
0: Okay, and as you shouldn't, she should be your DraftKings fade of the week. And speaking of DraftKings fade of the week, when you go to wewantpicks.com, you become a premium member. You literally get all of our DraftKings insight, our fades, our dogs. Our favorite plays, cash core, GPP core, all the information you can need to build a lineup, including an actual tool that will build
1: the lineups for you. She's cute too, Kim. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's got some weird. She's got some weird pictures, but yes, I. She's uh, I like that mischievous look there.
0: Like a little like, Mm. I'm up to something. Mm. We do have a two-dollar super chat from Blackie400. Another great weekend because of you guys. We want picks for the win. Thank right you again. very much. Screen name Blacky400. That is the screen name. I'm not making assumptions about this person. I'm not, using that. I'm not using that in any sort of derogatory way. Thank you very much for the super chat. Do you have anything to say, Jacob? Last time we broke down this fight, you I'm made uh, an absolute
1: ass out of yourself. Well, I'm feeling hella magical, fool. Yeah, as you should. hella magical. (laughs) He
0: looks like he has a lisp, foo. Anyway. You want to
1: say that to his fucking face? I'll get him on the phone right now.
0: Oh, no, not 155-pound Pete Rodriguez. the fuck out of here. Next up at UFC Charlotte, we have Natan Levy taking on Pete Rodriguez. We broke this fight down already. Jacob yelled and screamed, acted an absolute fool. And what did you do?
1: And what did you do?
0: I stood behind my man. Let's listen to did Jacob's you really? breakdown and watch him back up.
1: Did you really? Because you, you changed me. the entire safety parlay because you lost all faith in that time. No, the I day.
0: made a. I made a
1: second. Oh, one. was that the first time you've ever done that?
0: No, I did it this past weekend too. Yeah. <laughs> And all this of it dude, hit.
1: This dude lost all faith. All I said was like 30 seconds of information. Okay. Angel's like, oh shit, we better get a new series. parlay. We
0: got Natan Levy, 8-1 and one overall, 4-2 and two in his last five. He's riding a two-fight win streak. And he's taking up Pete Rodriguez, 5-1 and one overall, 4-1 and one in his last five. Coming off his first UFC win. We broke this down two weeks ago. Pete Rodriguez. Jacob loved him. Thought he was going to dominate. Pete Rodriguez was at Disney feeling hella magical. Foo. And then... Pulls out of the fight on Wednesday because no, Grammy died.
1: It we did our Monday. video.
0: Well, then he pulled out on a. Tuesday. He pulled out after we recorded the video.
1: It might have been a Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. So he
0: missed his. Uh, and his, he, missed his, his, his it was because his, he gra- his Grammy died. His Grammy died. I don't know but she it died. It,
1: but it was her birthday. This is the post. It says, <laughs> "Happy birthday, Nana. Keep fighting, and I promise to keep fighting for you." Hurts me not to, but be he didn't there fight. For watching her. you, excuse me, watching you blow out your candle. Stay beautiful, Grandma. I love you so much. Dios la bendiga.
0: But he didn't fight for her. He pulled out of a fight.
1: Well, you're about to see fucking the wrath and fury of a grandson what this week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the fury of a grandson missing oh, yeah, his grandmother. You know, you
1: can keep disrespecting this At 11 a.m. Um, you know, these these fighters, Angel, put their lives on live every single week, and I would never disrespect um, anything that they do. So if you want to act like the clown that you are, um, I'm not surprised by that. But I'm going to try to keep it be. professional for the uh, for the fighters. I apologize, I, I apologize. I,
0: I do appreciate you keeping it professional because um, Natan Levy will be all business as well. Natan Levy, nonstop grappler. He's averaging an impressive over five takedowns per fight. He's got slick takedowns, slick BJJ. Continues to come forward regardless of how tired he is. His striking is just okay. It's definitely not enough to get him through a fight. He's not going to win a striking decision, but his takedowns are solid enough. His cardio is solid enough. His pressure is solid enough to get these wins. He does give up rounds though, right? He's he's coming forward, winning these fights, but he'll lose a round. He's winning 29-28s. He's taking on Pete Rodriguez. Pete Rodriguez is a straight up brawler. He comes in. Jacob's going to tell you he's a technical striker. He's a brawler. He's going to bomb away. He's got very real power in his hands. But we saw what happened when he fought a technical striker. His face got absolutely lit up by the jab. He is coming off a nice win over Mike Jackson. But Mike Jackson, not good. But Pete Rodriguez put him out. Did what he was supposed to do. All power. But if you watch that slide, very clear he was sloppy. And people with clean technique can get it done. But this isn't going to be a striking match. So none of that matters. Obviously, Pete Rodriguez has insane power. And anytime you have a fight... When somebody has that kind of power, anything can happen. We haven't seen Natan Levy be super chinny, right? His only loss, he was grinded on by Hafa Garcia, who outgrappled him. Pete's never going to do that. Natan Levy's going to come forward, get the takedowns, outwork Pete, frustrate Pete, and just show that there's sort of, I don't want to say levels, as if, you know, Natan Levy's got 30 fights, whatever, but Natan Levy's going to get this done. I'm very confident in him. I was very confident last time. I'm even more confident this time since Pete pulled out of the fight. for no. Re- we have no idea why, and now two weeks later, he's 100% ready to go. Natan Levy absolutely smokes this fool. Jacob last week was screaming, hanging from the rafters. This week, he's like, he's going to win, probably. Listed him as low confidence. Last week, screaming. This week, low confidence pick. Absolute muppet. Talk, let's hear about your boy, Jake.
1: Clown. Uh, I did not interrupt you once. Can I get your word? I appreciate and promise that. that you, I won't. Um...
0: Unless you say something about me.
1: Here's the deal. And I'm going to break this down as an actual breakdown. Because I've spent a lot of time watching these two fight. I've watched a lot of these fights. Because Pete Rodriguez a few weeks ago was my lock of the week. And there's reason for that angel mentioned the grappling of Natan Levy if Natan Levy comes in shoots takedowns he's gonna win the fight I mean if he comes in shoots takedowns good takedowns he's gonna win the fight I have no I have no argument there he is going to be the better grappler Pete started off as a a jiu Jitsu guy but he doesn't have the wrestling and he can't get out out grappled so I have no argument there But, Natan Levy has shown that he does not really grapple until later on in the fights. He, He will grapple when he starts getting tired. He will grapple when he starts losing striking exchange. And he does have success when he goes to it because he can do that later in fights. But early in the fights, he will stand and he will strike. Now, as a striker, he is mostly kicks, right? As a boxer, he's not a very good boxer. But his kicks are lethal. I mean, he will light people up with those kicks. The issue is... As a southpaw, he is lighting up conventional fighters with his kicks. He is throwing that left kick to the the inside leg. He is going to the body. Then he works the head. He is just throwing it, throwing it, boom. Body, head, body, head. Pete Rodriguez can fight as a southpaw. So now 85% of everything that Tom Levy wants to do with his kicks, and that's mostly his striking, is now gone fighting a southpaw as a boxer. He gets hit. He does not like the pressure of a pressure boxer, and that's exactly what Pete Rodriguez is. The same combinations that you saw uh, Gennaro land on the Levy, and he was landing shots. I mean, Natan Levy gets hit in the boxing. Pete Rodriguez can throw those exact same combinations and throw them even more technical than Gennaro was. Yes, he was getting lit up by Jack Della Maddalena. Jack Della-Metalina has had one of the best jabs in the UFC. So yes, he was lighting Pete Rodriguez up one of those jabs. Natan Levy doesn't possess the boxing of Jack, De- De- Jack Della-Metalina. Natan Levy, his path to victory is to wrestle. But you listen to the interviews before the last fight. Natan Levy said, listen, this guy's going to come forward. He's going to pressure me. I have to get the respect. And this is the quote. It's not the exact quote, but this is a quote. There's going to be a point where I need to bite down and gain some respect or he's just going to keep pressuring me. So Natan Levy is not even thinking about wrestling or this. He's talking about, I'm striking with this guy. I'm going to get my respect and I'm going to outstrike him. And I think that's going to be a big, big mistake. Pete Rodriguez is the better striker. If he can get inside, in the pocket, he's going to bring that 170 power to 155 and knock this dude out. Now, as you mentioned, if he, if he shouldn't take downs, that's what he should do, but... I'm still all in on Pete Rodriguez this week. If if this turns into a boxing match, he's gonna knock this dude out.
0: Yeah, I just don't see it. Obviously, anybody with power can use power in a fight. I just I just absolutely do not see it. I just don't see it. And I appreciate it. that was a technical breakdown. I don't think any of that shit matters. I think you're way overcomplicated this. We've you're got acting, a guy you're
1: acting like Natan Levy comes in and just shoots takedowns and shoot he didn't shoot a takedown until the end of the second round versus Gennaro. He was in there striking, getting hit, still striking, throwing his kicks. Okay. He's having and success. He felt, and,
0: he, and he felt no danger. Yeah, he felt oh, yeah, no okay, danger. yeah, because
1: he was blasting the body, blasting the head against a conventional fighter. He's having okay. success with that. But even in boxing exchanges, he was getting lit up. And he runs away. When people are, are getting in his face and striking, he just runs away.
0: Then you should bet that. This dude is plus 211. You should be betting everything you have on him. Half already the chat? Him. Half the chat. Yeah, a little tiny prop bet. Half the chat agrees with you, too. All of you, this line barely moved, and it looks identical to two weeks ago. Everybody in here talking about this is a guarantee. I've never been so confident in a 5-in-1 fighter. You're going to get plus 211. You need to be betting all of your money on this. If you've never been more confident in a 5-in-1
1: fighter, wait, these wait, are I phenomenal mean, this, Okay, let me say this. Let me say this. Angelo, if you're so confident, why aren't you betting everything you have on Natan Levy? You think it's going to be an easy fight? He's just going to take him down. He's going to control him. You said it's going to be the easiest. It's, it's cut and dry. There's no path to victory for Pete Rodriguez. Have so you not checked you? behind the paywall? Have so you why not checked are you? behind the paywall? No, you said bet everything on it. What do you put? Up? You put him in the third leg of a parlay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Minus, so it goes minus both ways, stupid fight. At minus 250. It goes both ways. You're if telling I us ask, to bet everything on the two-to-one dog. You've got the favorite was, that you think is, is the lock of the century. Yes. Bet it all. Bet and it I'm all, putting, Angelo.
0: And I put my entire, my whole reputation is the same. <laughs> part. <laughs> oh, your and reputation. And I put it all on the Not line. Not the wallet, the
1: reputation. I got it. The no whole problem. thing
0: is the safety part. No problem. Part no, I get and it. he's in it. I get he's it. He's in it. No, yeah. I get it. No.
1: Talk both sides of your mouths.
0: Low-level confidence pick from Jacob, but he's going to talk like this. High-confidence <laughs> pick from Angelo. Put so him in So you have a straight-up money line on Todd Levy, right? He's plus money. Oh wait, minus no, no, no. Money. Yes or no. Yes or no.
1: In. Yes or no. You no, have. No, I a, have been uh,
0: a safety parlour. <laughs> Which, if you know how that works, is multiple units.
1: <laughs> oh shit!
0: So I'm gonna see Pete Rodriguez in your DraftKings lineup.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, he's gonna be in there.
0: Let's bet hundred bucks on this fight, Jacob. Love to take your money again. With the odds? oh, but you're gonna yeah, want sure, odds. Go oh, he wants odds. Yeah, that's, wants how, odds. that's how
1: that works. Okay. You've, got the two, you, you, you've got the almost three-to-one favorite and you want even money. How confident that, Mr. Confident you, Angel, I want I'll, even money on my three-to-one okay, favorite that go. I think is going to dominate this fight that I'm not putting any other bets on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why would I double? This I is honestly embarrassing okay. for
1: you. Honestly.
0: You're, you're, I'm honestly going to kick you out of here. You're annoying the fuck out of me. And, and, and Mr. Go ahead. Go ahead. So positive. He was going to be your lock of the week. Why is he not your lock of the week this week, Jacob?
1: Who knows if he is? Stay tuned. He
0: better be. He better be. (laughs) One in your mouth like this. He's so confident. You're lock of the week. He's going to be my lock of the week. When the fight drops, all of a sudden, oh, that was my lock of the week. Now the fight is back, and anybody who's a premium member can check the Discord and see that Pete Rodriguez was a low-confidence pick. Doesn't sound like a lock of the week to me. Fucking Muppet. Next up. At UFC Charlotte, we have Carlos Ulberg taking on Ihor Pateria. We're going to agree on this fight. You fucking asshole. Carlos Ulberg, <laughs> 7 really and fired 1. Up. We, have and a, we have a two didn't... spot
1: from Quint. If you want to put that on the screen for me, for Papa. Happy birthday, Quint. Natan Levy is ass. They see it.
0: Next up at UFC Charlotte, we have Carlos Ulberg. Taking on Ihor Pateria, Carlos Ulberg seven and one overall, four and one in his last five. He's coming off that knockout win over Nick Negamorenu. He's taking on Ehor Pateria. Ehor Pateria nineteen and three overall, four and one in his last five. He's coming off that win over Shogun Hua where he retired him, and then if you remember, celebrated like he just won something that wasn't a fight against the forty-five-year-old man. We do have a battle of the strikers here. We have a technical. Very, very technical striker in Carlos Ulberg, World-class kickboxer, transitioned to MMA. Big guy, incredible footwork, really nice range management. His striking differential is solid at 8-3. to three. He has both a 100% takedown defense and takedown accuracy for the couple times he worked in those takedowns. Defense a little misleading. Only one person even tried one. But, uh, you know, it was uh, Kennedy and Chukwu who... Oddly enough, is his only loss, and that loss to Kennedy and Wu looked very similar to Kennedy's weak uh, win last week. He was beating the absolute breaks off of Kennedy, and then Kennedy was able to turn the turn the tables there and get it done. But Carlos Huber, a very technical kickboxer, he's taking on Ehor Pateria. Ehor Pateria is not a technical kickboxer. He is a kickboxer. He will come forward. He's got power. He's gonna just gonna come forward, throw wild, trust his chin. And if his chin holds up, he likely wins by finish. And if his chin does not hold up, he's going to get finished. That is his entire style. Stays loose, good power. His accuracy is actually solid too, but he is dumb hittable because his hands are low and he just comes charging forward. Striker versus striker. I have to go with the more technical striker here. We have seen Ulberg knocked out, but we've seen the same for Ehor. So I'm going Carlos Ulberg here. One of the more confident picks. You've seen the line just completely take off from -285 to -430. And yo, know, it's obviously a dangerous fight because Ihor doesn't care he does not care what comes his way. He's just going to come forward and throw and we've seen Ulberg get put out, but I trust Ulberg's ability to move around, uh, avoid the craziness, do his own thing and get it done. So Carlos Ulberg very confident pick here and doesn't probably not a surprise to anybody including you, Jakey.
1: Uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely going to be the pick, because as Angel mentioned, I mean, this should be a mostly striking matchup, and he is the more technical kickboxer of the two. But I will say, and I know Ehor pretty well, because he was my, I picked Nicolau in that fight as a lock of the week against Ehor just because I knew that he could out him, and that's exactly what ended up happening in that fight, and he just kind of worked him down. I'm, I will say this. Uber is going to be my pick, and I don't want to make it seem like this sh- is going to be a close fight, but I do want to warn some people that a-, a lot of people are watching Ehor, and I've seen tweets. I've seen our Discord. You can join our Discord for free. It's in the description. Anyone can join it. Um, people are acting like this dude is just absolutely sucks, and, it's- and you see the mm-hmm. odds— And you see the odds kind of taken off as well that people think that this dude is a bum. He isn't technical. He is sloppy. He does get hit. Everything Angelo said was 100% true. But he's got a little bit of a dog in him. I mean, he he has a little bit of that dog in him. And sometimes when you have these super technical strikers that are used to fighting technical strikers and technical kickboxers, and you have that guy that's got a little bit of a dog in him, throws a little little bit wild, and is a little bit unorthodox in in the way that these shots come, those people land on technical strikers cuz they're just not used to it. When you're sparring these technical guys over and over, you used to shot you you can roll because you know that this is coming from here and this is coming from here. If you're rolling the wrong way against Ehor and he's throwing those non-technical looping shots, we've seen Carlos get hit. I mean, he does he can get hit and he can get hurt and this could be a situation where Ehor comes in and just kind of dogs Carlos Uber with those unorthodox unorthodox type striking abilities, but it should be a technical striking match. Carlos is the better striker. He should just kind of dance around, wait for those shots, find find the nice counter shots. You see, he, he takes his time in there, right? He's not getting too over aggressive. He kind of learned his lesson with that uh, that Kennedy fight, so I, I imagine he's just gonna be dancing around, dancing around. Eventually, he's gonna hurt Ehor enough to where Ehor is gonna slow down, wear down, and then Carlos can kind of jump all over him. So I don't want to get it twisted. Carlos is the pick. I'm not doing like a minus 450 bet on him. If he was still minus 250, minus 275, I would feel a little bit better about it. But um, don't be surprised if Ehor shows a little bit of life early. Uh, but Carlos should be able to get it done.
0: Yeah, I think we're on uh, we're on the same page. And I agree with the unorthodox fighters. It is funny, though, because how many times... Didn't we talk about this last week? Where, or was it the announcer? I thought we, maybe you talked about it at UFC 288. When people say somebody's an unorthodox striker, it's just a nice way of saying they suck.
1: Oh, that was Aljo, because Aljo's like my ortho, unorthodox striking. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. His striking sucks. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah.
0: Crazy. No, and it's honestly, Pete, Pete, uh, Ihor Pateria's striking doesn't suck, but he does just come forward bombing, just trying to make something happen. And his chin doesn't always hold up, which is why I think Carlos wins, and as the you. Be,
1: there could be some karma coming, too, because he he knocked out Shogun in Brazil and like taunted his ass too. It's like, what do you? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. come on, man. It's like, holy yeah. shit, man. Forty-five <laughs> years old in yeah. his
0: retirement. Fight yeah, it's like, in come on, man. holy shit. A, a guy who paved the way for. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So we're both on the same side. I do think that ninety-three hundred dollars in DraftKings will be money well spent. He likely wins by finish. What do you think? You don't think yeah. so? Yeah. If yeah, Carlos I mean, Ehor, wins, it's going to be by I mean,
1: finish. I a, a tough dude, and Carlos isn't like a, a volume-type guy. So there is a world where Ehor just kind of just walking forward, and then Carlos doesn't want to take too many chances, and it's like a decision fight. I mean, what are the – um does not go the distance for this. I imagine it's pretty – this could be one of those weird fights where it's like it's it goes to a decision that nobody expected to go to a decision.
0: Yeah, like a few weeks ago with – Minus 350 with, uh,
1: for does not go the distance. I mean, there is a world where Carlos just kind of takes his time and kind of izzies him to a victory.
0: Like Taffa versus Muhammad Usman, uh, Everybody well, thought that
1: yeah, not yeah, knowing that, the that, distance. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No matter what side you were on, you definitely didn't think it was gonna go to a decision. So <laughs> yeah, um it. anyway, we want picks.com. Click become a member. It's only ten dollars a month. You're gonna unlock not only the picks, the bets, but also tools, information, insight, all sorts of exclusive content and other stuff. There, it's only ten dollars a month. Next up at UFC Charlotte we have Cody Stamen taking on Douglas Deandraj Cody Stamen, 21 and 5 overall 2 and 3 in his last 5 riding a nice two fight win streak Douglas Silva Deandraj 28 and 5 3 and 2 in his last 5 he's coming off that close loss to Saeed Nurmagomedov We broke down Cody Stamen a bunch of times, and he's a well-rounded guy. He's been competing and wrestling his entire life. He's been boxing since he was just a little kid. He's a good technical striker. He sets a really nice pace. Doesn't really have that one-punch raw knockout power, but he's going to work. He's got really solid work ethic. He's averaging almost three takedowns per fight and has a 69% takedown defense, which is uh, pretty solid there. Mm. But he does nice. like to be the one dictating the pace. If you come at him and you wrestle him mm-hmm. and you push him, then uh, he backs up and and uh, he'll have some trouble there. But he's taking on Douglas Silva de Andrade, who is older. He's been around for a very long time. And if you go through his record, he's fought in multiple weight classes. He's fought a whole bunch of former champions, current champions, a, a lot of experience under his belt. He's a compact guy. He's got solid boxing, solid power, solid BJJ doesn't really have much offensive wrestling at all, but he is a strong, tough guy to fight. I do think Cody's going to win this fight. I think he's, because the wrestling is going to be the differentiator here because he can work in those takedowns. But Douglas silva De Andrade, is, he's a tough night for a lot of people. And if Cody isn't prepared to go a full 15 minutes of constantly grinding, shooting shots, going to the head, shooting shots, going to the head... Then you know he's gonna have a, he's gonna have a tougher night than he thinks. But the pick is gonna be Cody Stamen. But um, I think over two and a half is probably a solid bet here because both these guys are really really tough. We think, Jakey Boy.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think this is going to be a decision fight, and it's going to come down to, in my mind, who the better boxer is, and I think it's pretty cut and dry that, that Cody Stamen is just the better, clean, cleaner boxer, and he's going to need that in this fight, because Douglas does possess that power. I think that Douglas is kind of, I don't want to say slowing down, but those last two fights, he came back against Sergey, and that was an incredible comeback to win that fight. But that first yeah. round, he was getting dropped, he was getting beat up, and then against Saeed, I think in the third round, he got dropped in that fight as well, so he is getting hit. Luckily for him, Cody Stamen is not a knockout guy right he's just kind of a volume guy in and out but he's constantly moving and i feel like douglas is going to 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 need to land power to win the decision he's going to need to hurt cody in rounds in minutes of rounds to be able to win this decision because I think it's going to be a decision and Cody with his movement and his footwork and he's so clean in and out and constantly moving I just don't think that Douglas is going to be able to to chase him down and get in those positions to land the power to be able to win this decision now if Douglas comes in and and maybe does find a takedown and is able to use some grappling or whatever that also is kind of an inside path to victory but as you mentioned Cody knows what he's doing in the wrestling he never really uses wrestling but he knows how to defend the takedowns and can reverse positions too if you try to out wrestle him I, I just think that Cody Is just going to be the cleaner boxer. And even when he gets in, in the pocket, those combinations, I I love the way that he stays safe, right? He's in, he's out, but if he's throwing extended combinations, he's boom, it's hands up, it's head movement. He's not just uh, hanging out in there. And when you hang out in the pocket versus Douglas, that's where you get into trouble. So, I like Cody Stamen actually kind of a lot in this fight, because I do think it's going to be a decision fight. Should be a, a come down to the boxing, and I like the clean boxing of, of Cody to win this decision. I don't think he's going to get hurt, and um, I'm actually pretty confident in Cody in this fight.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, probably a little less confident than you, but I do think he gets it done younger, faster. Better everywhere except just straight-up raw power, essentially. And raw jujitsu. jitsu But, you know... uh should be able to pitter-patter his way into wrestling takedowns is how I see it going, essentially. Uh, the line did tighten, though. Open at minus 175 favorite. Some betting money came into Douglas, um, and that squeezed that line a bit. Cody only a minus 145 favorite now. So if you're like Jacob and you, you, you're very confident in Cody, then you're going to get yourself a little bit of a discount here and hop on that before it starts to go back the other way. And that's where the line movement tracker is really useful because you can see where it is. You can see where it started, and if you like that, great. And if you want to keep an eye on it, check again the next day and see where it's moving. And if it's going back the other way, right? Maybe it's minus 150. Then hit it. You that's you missed the peak. Hit it at minus 150. If it's continuing to shrink, well, then just sit tight and wait. What happens? But lots shrink of ways to sucks, use. Sucks,
1: man. I shrinkage is the worst.
0: I hear you. Lots of ways to use all those tools, and they're only available or to premium members, for $10 a month at wewantpicks.com. $8,500 for Cody Stamen in DraftKings. It's probably money well spent because I think he's going to work in takedowns. He's averaging almost three per fight, so he's going to work in some takedowns. He's going to get some control time to probably have a striking volume. Not really a finish, but $8,500, that's not terrible money on a dude that'll probably score $8,590 in a win. What do you think?
1: If he's mixing it in takedowns, it's going to be worth it. I, I don't think he wants to mess around with the with losing scrambles against a guy like Douglas. I think he's just in and out, boxing, point fighting. Um, so I, I'd stay away from it.
0: Yeah, I mean, if that's the fight, then, yeah, he's not going to score that well because you're only getting .2 points or whatever it is for um, strikes and a little more for significant strikes. So I guess when you're building your lineup, take a look. And I know Douglas Silva de Andrade is going to be a popular underdog this week. And if you want to vote for who your underdog is, Go to weonpickscom slash lock. Vote for the community underdog. We're tracking the community's picks. We're tracking Jacob's picks, and let's see who does it better.
1: And you guys sucked last week. <laughs> you guys picked Cronen Cron Gracie. And then uh, what's his name that Parker fought?
0: Oh, yeah. That guy looked like such an absolute muppet.
1: Hey, everyone in here. I-, I guarantee 70% of the people that are in the live chat right now we're like, oh, Parker's going to get knocked out. You guys are idiots.
0: Oh, 100%. 100%. nobody
1: cares. And they're going to say bullshit this week, too.
0: It is crazy.
1: No, The community just
0: says whatever they want. No accountability. Meanwhile, Jacob loses 11 locks in a row, and, and he has to change it. Whoa!
1: Excuse me?
0: Next up, at UFC Charlotte, we have the rebooked Carl Williams taking on Chase Sherman. This fight was originally supposed to happen... As a short notice fight a few weeks back, Chase Sherman was supposed to fight Chris Barnett. Chris Barnett dropped. Carl Williams stepped in, ready to go. Then on fight night, after our DraftKings lineups locked, Chase Sherman dropped out of that fight. And this whole thing fell apart. It has now been rebooked, maybe three weeks. I forget how how long ago that was. But we have Carl Williams taking on Chase Sherman. Carl Williams, 8-1 overall, 5-0 in his last five. Coming off his first official UFC win, he's taking on Chase Sherman 16-11, 16 and 11, one and four in his last five. Coming off that loss to Waldo Cortez, Carl Williams, powerful striker. He's always looking to send that right hand. He sends everything with power, but he does manage to keep those straight and solid. Meaning, earlier we talked about uh, what's her name fighting Jessica Rose Clark, sending everything with loops. Carl is sending stuff with power, but straight up the middle, landing nice and fast, not wasting any of that time, throwing in some looping action there. And um, What I like about it, we talked about this the few times we broke him down, is if he thinks he has you out, he's going to look for that finish. And if he doesn't get it, he will back off, reset, and then just continue to fight. So he's very, very composed for a guy with nine professional fights. He could wrestle as well. We've talked about this also several times. On the contender series, he out wrestled a very good Division I wrestler. He out wrestled the dude, took him down a few times. Penn Same State with Lucas. Wrestler. Not had just eight Division ta- one. Exactly. The best Division I team. Bo he Nichols. had he had eight takedowns against Lucas Bretsky. Jimmy Lawson was the uh Penn State wrestler. He took him down three times. So not only does he have power in his hands, he has wrestling, which is why the line is what it is. Because he's taken on Chase Sherman. Chase Sherman is a good boxer, he does have nice footwork. He's very. You know, he's got solid speed, doesn't move his head at all. His head will never move, which is why when you see his negative striking differential in second, you're not going to be very surprised. But the dude is absolutely tough as nails. For the most part, has good takedown defense, right? Um, Alexander Romanov sort of took him down whenever he wanted to. But outside of that, very good takedown defense, very good volume at six significant strikes per minute. But he is very, very, very hittable i got to go Carl Williams all the way. Very confident in Carl Williams. Honestly, one of the easier parlays on this card, which I haven't done yet, I'll probably do, is Carl Carl Williams and then the over on the girl fight, the uh, G.U. and Kim fight. The over on rounds there is probably a pretty solid parlay. Keep saying it. So very confident in Carl Williams. Probably going to blow through Chase Sherman. What do you think, Jake?
1: You're going to blow Chase Sherman.
0: Right through him. How else do you think we get these retweets? Just happening organically? Can you talk about the fight? or I'll wait. I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to wait as long as you're going to wait. Yeah. Could you please break down this fight?
1: <laughs> Can we please move on? Said, uh... Says Angelo. Yeah. Uh listen, I'm a I'm a big Carl Williams fan. I, I got burnt by Joey T, he's in the chat. Uh, told me, because I was watching that Contender Series fight, we were, we were doing a live stream of Contender Series fight, and Joey T's like, oh, this Penn State wrestler is going to take down Carl Williams and dominate him. I'm like, oh, shit, okay, he's a Penn State wrestler. And Carl Williams came in and just absolutely embarrassed that guy, just absolutely double-legging him, taking him down, controlling him. And I see the same thing happening in this fight. I think mean, he's going to come over, throw that big right hand into a takedown and really kind of maul Chase Sherman and, and really try to find that finish that he wasn't able to find in those last couple fights. But, um, you know, there is a world... Carl Williams does get tired, and he gets tired because he's, he's working, right? I mean, he's not getting tired because he's just not doing anything. He's not one of those heavyweights that all of a sudden it's like two minutes of action, and now he's tired. It's like, what's going on here? He's getting tired because he is working. He's getting to takedowns. He's trying to get the finish. He's trying to get the finish. And when he does get tired, he doesn't quit. He's not one of those guys that's getting tired, and he's going to quit. But there is an outside world where he is getting the takedowns, but Chase is tough and surviving. Now we're in the second round. Now he can't quite get the takedowns. And Chase is one of those perfect heavyweights for this situation because he's not a one-punch knockout power guy. He's kind of a volume guy. And if you're not Taking him down, he's able to kind of throw the volume and throw the volume and throw the volume. That's how he can kind of win this fight, is basically survive early, get to the second round, defend those, those takedowns, and then just volume, volume, volume. If he starts headhunting, he's just going to get taken down versus Carl because Carl can work through the fatigue to still get takedowns even when he is tired. But if Chase just kind of takes his time and kind of pokes at him and pokes at him when he's able to poke at him, um, there is a world where Chase is able to kind of sneak out the end of the second round. And then, you know, Carl is tired in the third round, and he wins that fight. but. I don't see that happening. I think Carl comes in, gets the double leg, gets him down, and really chases those finishes that he really kind of deserves, in my mind, um, against a guy in Chase Sherman who is durable, but just not very good kind of anywhere in this fight. So I'm a big Carl Williams fan. I love him for this division. I think he can be a guy for this division. Um, He is aggressive, and I just love his attitude coming into these fights. So I think he gets it done. I think he gets it done early, um, and I'm excited for him. This This should be a fun fight for him.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. And um, you know, credit to the UFC for at least keeping Chase Sherman around for a little bit because that guy, yeah, he's one in four in his last five. He's got a bunch of losses, isn't but he's like, he like he's stepped up on short notice so like many times. Eleven
1: though. or something in the UFC or something. Yeah. crazy.
0: It's not great, but like literally more than more than half those losses, I bet he were sh- short he notice. Shows up.
1: Yeah, he shows up. Like, he, he the lost?
0: Alexander Romanov loss, he stepped up on a week's notice to get that like he's he's done that quite a few times. Nine,
1: ten. He has ten losses in the UFC in one, two, three, four. So he's four and ten in the UFC.
0: So he started his UFC career as twelve and one. And then they chewed him up and then spit him out. <laughs> Poor guy. Anyway, I actually like Chase Shermer quite a bit. He's never in a boring fight, always coming forward, always durable as well. He's not just gonna go out there, get hit in the face and be like, that's it. Like He'll be there hanging out, trying to get it done. But I will spend that $9,400 on Kara Williams. Will you as well?
1: Uh, Yeah, he's going to be in my DraftKings for sure.
0: He sure will. He sure will. And if you want to see who else. He sure we'll- will. You want to see who else will be in some of our DraftKings lineups and our picks for DraftKings and other DraftKings information? Be like the community. One of our premium members just won seventy-eight thousand dollars using our insight, our advice, our tools to build a lineup, made a fortune. That could be you. We want picks.com. Just ten dollars. It probably won't be. By the way, it's not that easy. But we want picks.com. Just ten dollars to a month. Ten dollars a month. To unlock everything you could ever want. Let's check up. Uh, we got a whole bunch of super chats. Oh, and a comment. Yeah. couple of comments. One. Ben from the Colony. Right, we go to the Colony all the time. Big fan of the uh, Grandscape.
1: Well, I don't go anywhere. So
0: Jacob doesn't go anywhere. I go to the Colony. Grandscape. You go to Topgolf. Top we've, we've been to Topgolf. that's say all the
1: time. When's the last time you've been to the Colony?
0: We just went there for the freaking. Uh, okay. The time
1: uh, before th- that. Last. I la- go twice th- a year i have
0: been five times in the last month and a half
1: i'd like to see some receipts on that
0: there's literally receipts because okay, we're putting carpet in right uh, that out, came put, from
1: put this slide away get out your you know what
0: you know what's so funny your bank
1: account let's, here you go, you, go no it.
0: you know what's so funny i it. literally
1: you're about, I li- to de- me, you're about to dox yourself let's see it i you i am be you better be real, I, real careful with that i am um,
0: i'm not going to show that anyway, yeah, Okay, I mean, i'll show yeah, you this i wouldn't do that this is from the colony I'm not going to show the receipt. Thank you, oh, Jacob, Nebraska
1: furniture. I- we love Nebraska furniture, Mark.
0: We do. That place is phenomenal. Anyway, it's
1: phenomenal. Right. I got all this furniture, <laughs> this big ass room. <laughs> and this big ass room, you know, you know how much money it costs to furnish this fucking lavish penthouse. All of it came from Nebraska. It's,
0: it's a Murphy bed. All, all this. You, pulled, it. you, you hear this echo? <laughs> it, echoes. it actually did. That's because it's vacant. You pulled down your Murphy bed all right, five dollars super chat from Joe Todoro. Every time Carl Williams fights now, Jacob won't let me live it down. Mm. I mean, it is kind of a bad. Uh, you were so sure of yourself, Joe. Yeah, you that's you a bad so, look. And you and, you are, and I should have
1: known because you are biased for those Pennsylvania guys and everything, the New Jersey guys and everything like that. So, but that was not a, that was not a fun moment for me on that live stream.
0: Yeah, hundred percent um alan five dollar super chat i remember a 14 fight win streak for jacob oh hell yeah i don't i don't oh hell 10 hell. bucks for premium done. is cheaper than two cups of coffee here in california alan we appreciate you very much that ten dollars for premium it's literally there's people selling just a tiny piece we of should make we it five dollars <laughs> <not>, nope <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will i will lose money at five dollars that won't cover the overhead but it's uh, super cheap. super aff- Not cheap, because the product is phenomenal. Yeah, super affordable. Incredible value. Numbers. And uh, this challenge still stands. This is serious. This isn't me just talking trash. If you find somebody else's premium, or you've come across somebody else, uh, whether it's a large organization or a small one, that is selling something in premium that we do not have, let me know. We'll take a serious look at it, see if it's something we can add. Uh, we did get one suggestion for historical DraftKings pricing. We can try to figure that out. And if you find somebody that has better value, let us know. Let us know. $2 super chat from IB Win. IB Win, you guys are the best in the business. A Couple of 100 emojis. Thank you very much, IB Win.
1: Appreciate that. That was his and first I, ever super chat, by the way.
0: Oh, well, thank you very much. Genuinely appreciated. And um welcome to the show.
1: Live long I think and, we're and good. prosper
0: okay? Thanks for telling me not to dox myself. I 100% was going to hold up that carpet receipt.
1: Live long and prosper. Jesus fucking Do you know what that
0: is? Yeah, it's from fucking nerd bullshit. Star Trek.
1: Hmm.
0: Next up, at UFC Charlotte, we have the feature prelim of the evening. We have Matt Brown taking on Court McGee in just probably a battle of the just tr- true OG, yeah, true OG vets. They both have similar life stories. you gonna
1: stories. shave yours for the uh, for the cruise?
0: I already did. God does it for Baby me. Oil? I can't. I can't grow chest hair.
1: Really.
0: I cannot, I, I, no, I can't go chest hair at all. or back hair. I'm nice, I'm very smooth. Um, Matt Brown taking on Court McGee. Both these guys, older gentlemen, both these guys have been absolutely putting on a show for a very long time. Both came through the Ultimate Fighter, both have been in some all time wars, super durable guys, very similar fighting styles. We got Matt Brown, 23 and 19, 2 and 3 in his last five. He's coming up with a split decision lost to Brian Barber, a lot of people think he did enough to win. He's taking on Court McGee, 21-11 and 11 overall, 2-3 and three in his last five as well, coming off that knockout loss to Jeremiah Wells. I'm going to break these guys down together because they're very, very similar. Both of these guys come from an era of mixed martial arts where you could just be really tough, understand all aspects of the game, and have some success. They're not particularly fast. They're not particularly athletic. Neither one is amazing at any one thing, but they're both durable. They're both tough. They're both gonna keep coming forward. They're both gonna keep working hard. And both these guys have had objectively successful careers before these sort of 1% athletes started coming into the sport. The small difference between them is Matt you know, Matt Brown's a little older, a little more years on his body, more of a striker, very powerful hands. Court McGee has become more of a grappler as of late. Um, he's worked in eight takedowns and 19 minutes of control time in his last three fights alone. He is coming off that bad knockout loss to Jeremiah Wells. Matt Brown coming off a split decision, didn't look great in it, but remains incredibly durable. I think Matt Brown's gonna win this fight, but I'm really just basing that off just straight up grit and durability because if Court McGee wants to wrestle hard, he could have some success, right? That is how people have had success against Matt. So Matt's going to be the pick, literally because I think he's going to be more durable here. He's going to come forward. He's going to bomb away. And Court might be a little gun shy because that was his, Was that his first knockout loss ever, or it was like uh, the first one bad. in like twenty a, was, years?
1: I mean, that was a that was a bad, that was a. Bad. Not a good. one. It was
0: very bad. If it wasn't his first knockout ever, it was like Santiago his first. Santiago
1: Ponzanibio in 2016.
0: Yeah, so it was his first in a very, very UFC long time. UFC
1: on Fox 19. You headlined that card? 2016. Think about it. 2016 UFC on Fox. I'll give you. A, actually, yeah, right, I no, need no, a hint. No, you a, You should know it. I, honestly, you should know it. That, that's your clue. Give you me a weight class. Give me a weight class. Uh, light heavyweight.
0: Oh, Glover, and um, it was Glover, and uh, I watched this live. It was in Tampa. It was Glover and Rashad Evans. I yep. was there in person. There you go. Yeah.
1: There we Thank go. You. Hey, hey, hey we here we go. Okay, see yeah. what the sobriety does? Holy shit. <laughs> 48 hours. It's working, Forty-eight hours, It's working. 48 He's back. Angelo's back. Oh, my God. I'm so happy for him. He's back. <laughs> oh, my God. We got Angelo back.
0: I've I have, I've have wrestled me away from the demons. Actually... This isn't a good joke because both of these guys actually struggled with substance abuse. Really? So maybe don't be yeah, maybe don't make lighthearted jokes about me drinking wine on the week.
1: Well, it seems like they're doing great now. They've had they've had great careers and they're durable guys. And, and I agree with you. I think that this is a, a slobber knocker of a fight. And if it comes down to a slobber knocker of a fight, I kind of like Matt Brown. But you did mention the Court McGee in the wrestling. If he's able to get Matt Brown on the ground, on his back, he's going to win that fight. But, you know, Matt Brown is a, is a durable guy. And it, it seems like, I, I mentioned this in my quick picks, and you, you maybe you agree or disagree with me. Everything that Matt Brown does is like, It feels and this is going to sound so stupid, but it feels like it's like tricky. Like, it feels like it's just, like, unexpected. Like, the elbow, the every when he's in the clinch, the elbows he throws. You saw that against uh, uh, Brian Barberini. like, the inside trip takedowns that he has. <clears throat> Everything he does feels like it's just like, oh, just comes out of nowhere, and he surprises people with it. And I can see him having that success in here. Court McGee getting in the clinch positions, not taking down Br- Matt Brown right away, but Matt Brown's against the fence. All of a sudden, it's boom. It's those elbows. It's those weird situations where he's cutting them up, and he's just being Matt Brown in a fight. And, it, it, yeah, I... Pfft. You know, maybe this is a—I a, a, don't want to say a bias pick. It's not like I'm like a huge Matt Brown fan, but how can you root against a guy like Matt Brown? Nothing against Court McGee, but this might be a pick from the heart. But I'll be honest—if if you guys are putting money on Court McGee after that horrible knockout at minus two thirty, do not do that. I mean, do, I mean yes, he might—I mean, yes, he might come in and take him down and win the fight. And you'll be like, oh, of course we should have bet. I do not do that. There is better places to put your money than Court McGee at minus. Especially this card, yeah, against 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 a guy as durable and tough and and, and weird. To, I mean, I don't know what else to say as Matt Brown. I mean, so I'm going to pick Matt Brown as well. I mean, I, I I didn't let the odds sway me. I think it's a close fight, and uh, I think Matt Brown can sneak this one out, man.
0: Well, yeah, and this is that fight I mentioned earlier with the incredible line movement plus 140 open for Court McGee, and was and I can understand taking him at maybe plus 140, like, hey, oh, yeah, listen, yeah. you know. Okay. Come. Yeah, yeah. But my at some point he was minus 200 and then people continued to put money on him and drove it to 235. And that that does seem a little bit wide. And we keep talking about court can wrestle Matt Brown had 5 takedowns in that loss to Brian Barbarino, which is a lot of, why a lot of people think he could have won it. And those takedowns,
1: those it was like a the inside tripping, he literally just shoved them down, like put it yeah, like yeah. it was like like a, like a kid at recess, like just picking on kids, like put your foot behind him and just push him backwards. And honestly, anyone can kind of take Brian Barberina down, but he did do it as well, so.
0: But, but just the fact that he wanted to do it,
1: right? He like is evolving, I guess, right? Like yeah, let me decent, let me yeah, fix yeah, this top up. controls, but I mean he got on top of him too. He yeah. followed him to the ground and No,
0: For sure. So anyway, we're both uh, on the Matt Brown side, but um, this should not be a fight that you spend money on. Could be a good DraftKings fight, though. $7,500 on Matt Brown. We need some underdogs. You know for a fact this dude's going to fight for your money. And frankly, I think he wins. So I may have him in my lineup. What are you laughing at, the biker gang thing?
1: Yeah, they they do look like they could be like rival biker gang leaders. (laughs) What are you doing in my bar?
0: Well, we want picks.com. It's only $10 a month. Just click become a member at the top. You're gonna unlock everything that we have. The picks, the bets, the line movement tracker, the data, the insight, all of the information. The freaking DraftKings optimizer builds lineups for you. You click a few buttons, it'll spit out your lineup. We want picks.com. Just click become a member at the top.
1: What were the uh, gangs and was it Romeo Romeo and Juliet? Is that did they have, like the gang wars and Romeo and Juliet? What am I thinking of?
0: You're thinking of um, or Hamler. West Side Story,
1: West, what, no, I Sharks and Jets. No, no there's Sharks something else. Jets. No, I think in I think in Romeo and Juliet there's stuff too.
0: Okay, I really could give that. no fucks.
1: How that's important. It's, it's N- kind of U.S. history.
0: Next up at UFC Charlotte, we have Tim Means taking on Alex Morono. Tim Dirty Bird Means is 32 and 14 overall, 3 and 2 in his last five, riding a two fight skate. He's taking on Alex Morono, 22 and 8 overall, 4 and 1 in his last five, coming off that late knockout loss to Ponzanibio. This is another fight with some interesting, uh, with an interesting line. The movement is not interesting. The movement makes a lot of sense here. But Tim Means, open as a pretty big underdog, is still a pretty big underdog, but it has tightened. And I'm surprised he's that big of an underdog because I don't think Tim Means, I don't think anybody should ever really be a two-to-one favorite over Tim Means unless you're a top-ranked guy. Tim Means is tough. He's high volume. He's a solid striker. He can work in takedowns when he needs to. He's tricky in his striking because he's got that karate-style stance. 24 of his 32 wins are by stoppage. He has been stopped, though, eight times on the other side of that. But everything about Tim is a mixed bag. He can come out there look like he has phenomenal striking. Then we'll see him lose his striking match. He can come out there, use his wrestling really well, and then see him lose his wrestling match. But the reality is Tim Means is an active guy. He's got a frustrating style. And he is coming off a really, really close loss to Max Griffin where he was knocked down, but he had three takedowns and he landed more total strikes. And he's fighting Alex Morono. Alex Morono used to be a mixed bag, right? There was times where you'd watch Alex Morono fight, and you'd be like, "This guy could be a world champ." Then you'd see him fight, and you're like, "What's going on with this guy? Why can't he put it together?" He did build himself a nice little streak there, start to put it all together. Had a couple of nice wins in a row. Was solid fight with Ponzinibbio before he ended up getting. Uh, Getting work there, but he's a well rounded guy, clean striking, solid grappling. His body's always in the right place at the right time. He's always doing the right things, and he can work in takedowns if he needs to if he's getting into some trouble. He was up 2 0 on the Ponzanibio scorecards before getting stopped in the third. I do think Alex Morono wins, so I don't. My open here wasn't to say that Tim Means is going to win. It was just, I don't know if minus 325, that opening line, that definitely seems super wide. Tim Means is a is a tricky, gritty kind of guy. The line's shrinking. It's now minus 223. I do think Alex Morano wins, but I personally, low confident pick. I'm not going to spend the money because um, Alex is going to need to stick and move, stick and move, stick and move. He doesn't typically work in the takedown. So it's going to be a lot of stick and move, probably defending takedowns. And that could be a little bit of a trouble if uh, Tim's just come charging forward.
1: What do you think? Uh, yeah, I have all the respect in the world for the Dirty Bird. I mean, you nailed it. He, he's a well-rounded guy. He's a durable guy. But I just don't know what he has to offer for Alex Morono. First of all, Alex Morono um, is probably the most high-level jiu-jitsu practitioner that you've never heard of because he never used it. But he literally is like a Ever. double black belt in jiu-jitsu. And he's a very smart dude as well. So if he does get in trouble, he can rely on that. There's, in no world do I see Tim Means out grappling a guy like Alex Morono. So then it comes down to the striking and I don't see it. Tim Means out striking Alex Morono. As you mentioned, Ponzinibbio, that last fight, that was like on four days notice. Alex Morono came in and was just beating the shit out of Ponzinibbio. Ponzinibbio is a very, very good technical striker and was literally just doing whatever he wanted in there. I think in the third round, the the, the short notice started to catch up to him and the success of the earlier round started to catch up to him because he He started head. He started head hunting a little bit too much. He was a little bit exhausted. You know, mouth open, and he was really kind of just putting, trying to put Ponzinibbio out in that third round, and end up getting caught. You know, it happens sometimes. Short notice. And I don't think it was a, like a super bad knockout. He he was put down, but he was still kind of there, and they stopped the fight. It is what it is. He's got that high guard. He throws out that jab, and he's got real, real power in his hands. And I just love his his footwork for this fight. Now, you know, Ponzinibbio was not able to touch him until, you know, that late when he was overextending. Tim Means, I don't think he's going to be technical enough. And when he tries to get wild, I think Alex Moreno is going to be there Um with the, with the power, so I, I I definitely don't think the Dirty Bird can come in and out out grapple Alex Morono. So, it's going to come down to the striking. And I believe that Alex Murano is the better striker. He's got that high guard. It looks weird when he's in there. It's going to look like, holy shit, does this guy know what he's doing? Because he's, you know, his hands are like up here and he's bouncing he's bouncing. But all of a sudden he snaps that jab and he throws a little bit too, uh, he throws that two behind it. And it's like, oh shit, yeah, this guy does know what the hell he's doing in there. And he's, his footwork is good. He's very clean there. Like I say, he's a very high IQ fighter. Made a mistake last fight. I think he cleans it up. And I think he can come in here and absolutely kind of dominate um, the Dirty Bird. I don't know if he's going to be able to find the finish. Dirty Bird's a tough dude but um if dirty bird still if he comes in and like thinks he's gonna like wrestle this guy or maybe he gets hurt and he tries to default to wrestling um he'll get choked out too so i'm all in on on alex on this play
0: yeah we're both on the same side of the pick this is why we do confidence levels for premium members if you're a premium member you go to my page you go to jacob's page you're gonna see if, if you're on my page for example you're gonna see the fight my pick for that fight my confidence level in the pick for that fight, and then you're going to see my and round minor are high.
1: <clears throat> all mine are high this week. You didn't change those, right?
0: I did change them. Honestly, somebody in Discord was like Jacob at a I certain point. Oh, yeah.
1: You, you He's not right. He's not wrong. Oh. He's not wrong. Well, I was proving a point. Angel called to, me a pussy. I said, okay, me, fine. Yeah. That's how I handle my business. I'll get right in your face.
0: You're like a little brat is how you handled it.
1: What do you mean? Like you a said, little? You breath. said, "Oh, why are you?" The whole thing started with the Pete Rodriguez. Why do you have his low? I was like, "Okay." Well, I said, "I said, there no." You go. I
0: said, "Yeah." I said, so "What a loser!" All that yelling and screaming you did about Pete Rodriguez, and you listen him as a low confidence pick, and you're like, "Me? I'm going to make him all high." That's what happened. Like a man. It was in a man voice and everything. Uh, we're both on the same side of the pick here. I think I have the DraftKings prices flipped. Um, you just spend the. I, I was going to say that's
1: non-professionalism. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Right on cue there. Um, I, that
0: timing wasn't was. I not just realized that
1: flag. What is that? The North Carolina flag?
0: Yes. I told you. Every time they go to a new place, I use the local flag. At least this is colorful. That Jersey flag. Doesn't
1: wasn't. that say the city of Charlotte? Did you take it? It is the city? Char-
0: sorry. It is the Charlotte flag.
1: Yes. If a city has a flag, I'll use the city flag. Doesn't all cities it, have flags? Indianapolis uh, has the best city flag in the world. Well, the
0: and the the North Carolina flag sucks. So the Charlotte flag is what I went with. Anyway, thank you for noticing. Uh, honestly, we talked about this last week. We have the best graphics in this game. There's nobody. Look at this graphic. Look at what you're getting on here. You're going to get the obvious, the weight class, their records. You're going to get their records in the last five, the country that they're from, the opening odds, the current odds, and DraftKings pricing. And then if we go to this slide, you're going to get height, reach, stance, age.
1: How beautiful then, is the
0: Strike, that's Indianapolis. It's just, it's basically the same flag we're looking at now. You're going to get all the significant strike stats and all the grappling stats. I don't know what anybody else could ever want out of a graphic.
1: This is they incredible stuff. I mean, incredible. Incredible. Not, nothing that's, better than Indiana. Nothing that, better than Indiana. That looks like it was made in MS
0: Paint. Um, Fuck anyway, you, bitch. Um, are you going to spend the $8,800 on Alex Morono?
1: Uh, yeah, eh, probably, yeah.
0: Be honest with you. I would hope so after that old song and dance. Um, I don't know if I will, probably not, but, um, he's definitely, uh, definitely one of the, it's a low confidence pick for me, but definitely one of the more straightforward fights if he gets his game going. It's Tim that's the question mark. Tim is the question mark in this fight, which Tim, is why I'm probably going to stay away from it. Is it a dance? A dirty bar an actual dance? What? The fuck do I know? We, we know that I'm older. <laughs>
1: I love to skate. I love to skate. You didn't do that at the skating rink?
0: No. And I went through skating
1: your skating rink? I don't ever remember that. I love to skate. What did you chant? I saw Chase Mostly. T-
0: Mostly technical or techno music. A lot of, t's, 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 t's. Okay. If I were green, I would die. I'm on me, I'm away. Ready? Let's go. Next up at UFC Charlotte, we have Daniel Rodriguez taking on Ian Gary. In the feature fight of the evening, Ah, Jacob and I are split on this fight for sure. We got Dana Rodriguez, 17 and three overall, four and one in his last five. He's coming off the third round submission loss to Neil Magny. But it, if you remember, he had like a three month stretch there. Where he was booked, not booked, short notice fight was rescheduled. He had a lot going on in that couple of months span there, and that yeah, could have affected. If he
1: doesn't get taken down in that third round, he wins that fight.
0: He was winning that fight. That, yeah, it was, that,
1: well, it was a close fight, but yeah. because yeah, yes. yeah, he was well, my I mean, lock of the week that week, and that was not a that was not a fun watch for me.
0: I remember watching you watch it, which was fun for me. He's taking on undefeated Ian Gary, who is looking for his fifth USC win. These are two strikers, and this will be an interesting fight because we haven't really seen Ian Gary um, fight somebody. At the level of Daniel Rodriguez yet. Not that Daniel Rodriguez is some world beater, but Daniel Rodriguez is going to come in here, have technical striking. He's a very good boxer. He picks his shots well. Really good takedown defense. No grappling, but he's not going to need it in this fight. His boxing is crisp. His cardio is very good. He does use his cardio as a weapon at times. He's going to keep coming, keep throwing, keep coming, keep throwing. He's with Eddie
1: Bravo, by the way. No grappling. Disrespectful. Okay. 10th planet. 10th planet. So anybody can sign up at any gym. Okay.
0: Um, He can fade later in rounds, but it doesn't really stop him, right? And that's if, so you're grappling on him and you're shooting on him like crazy. He's going to defend the takedowns. It will wear on him a bit, but I don't think that's going to be a concern in this fight. I don't see Ian Gary going that route. Ian Gary, in his own right, is a very good striker. Crazy hand speed, fantastic footwork. He is hittable. We've been saying he's hittable since his very first fight. Going into his first fight, it was this guy's hittable. Then in his first fight, he was hit, and he gets hit in almost every fight. Most notably in his last fight, dude was almost down and out, and he was like one of the most bet fighters on that card, and he was almost out cold.
1: No, it was not. I was in the arena. I, by the way, I was. Uh... <laughs> by the way, I was, I was at uh, 285, and that was not a fun moment to watch him get dropped like that because I was locked and loaded on Ian Gary that night. It-
0: it was bad, um, but he was able to recover. He, he dusted it off, put it back together, um, and then was able to get his own his own stoppage win in the third. And I I get it, like he's a he's a very good striker, and he seems to be you know he's definitely not seems to be he's putting people out, he's doing the right things, he's tough, he is way too hittable. I don't think anybody can argue with that. He is way too hittable, and he's getting dropped. His chin is holding up. It's almost Drew Dober-esque outside of this past week where he's getting dropped but recovering and then you know putting it back together. But I think Daniel Rodriguez is a little different. Daniel Rodriguez is a lot better than some of these other guys that Ian Gary's been fighting. If if Daniel Rodriguez, who doesn't have insane one-punch power, but he's got very good volume, very good accuracy, and is a good... Striker, if Kanan song got to Ian Gary like that, I could see Daniel Rodriguez getting to him more often. Probably not gonna drop him, right? Because he doesn't have that same insane power. But I think Daniel Rodriguez is a solid underdog. People hate that pick. Some people love it. I mean, I guess that's what happens. We got 13,000 subscribers. Uh, you know, we're gonna Woo, get both sides. Again. Oh my I god, god, my
1: nipples got hard.
0: It is not, hey, listen. I'm Almost proud of two it too. million
1: we'll have two million views this week, or I mean this month.
0: Yep. It's all, it's all going well. Okay, I can hear the rubbing. But I do think Daniel Rodriguez is a solid underdog here. I think he's going to be the best striker that Ian Gary has fought so far, without a question. Who else could it possibly be? I was impressed with how Ian recovered in the last fight, but if that was against Daniel Rodriguez, I don't think Daniel would have given him the time to recover. He would have immediately poured it on and immediately come forward, immediately started to touching him up again. Where Kanan was like
1: Shot it working... Down. Yeah, it was like but working other how stuff. Like, what do you do we doing? see that? I mean, how many times do we see somebody hurt somebody? I think last week it happened to somebody. It's like, what are you? I mean, I've seen these live streams like, what are you doing? Get off of them. Holy no, shit.
0: it's it makes absolutely no. We did see it in the last week. The dude yeah. fighting Joseph Holmes, Claudio Ribeiro. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, because I'm like, get that stupid fucking guy out of there. Just clocks him. Joseph Holmes like, and he shoots a takedown. I was like, holy shit, dude. What are you doing? <laughs>
0: Oh, go ahead. That's my pick. Uh,
1: let me just first say, Jesse, my dude, I got the D-Rod poster behind me, D-Rod former Lock of the Week, and I will say that these odds are some of the most disrespectful fucking odds I've ever seen in my life. D-Rod in no way, shape, or form should be a plus 265 to Ian <laughs> Gary. Now, I'm also a huge Ian Gary fan. I think Ian Gary, as a person, a little bit of a douchebag, right? I mean, he comes <laughs> in, he tries to be the, the Conor McGregor stuff. He tries to talk the talk. Everything's scripted. He doesn't do it very well. And I Took understand his why people— last name. Yeah, and I, just <laughs> I kind of
0: that's your that. man. That's yeah. your minus three hundred favorite. Took to his wife's
1: last name, Ian Machado. Um, <laughs> but I will say, <laughs> if you put all that stuff aside, I think he is a fantastic. Striker. I mean, very, very clean. He's got to clean some stuff up defensively. I agree. But in that fight, when he was dropped, his ability to recover and not panic for a young guy, especially an undefeated fighter. We talk all the time about undefeated fighters. And we're we're probably one of the, I don't want to say one of the only channels, but we will tell it to you straight and say, listen, we see all the first round finishers. We see all this, but we don't know yet, right? How many times we told you guys, we don't know. We don't know when adversity comes, can they overcome it? Ian Gary is an undefeated fighter who has overcome adversity. He's getting dropped. He's gone through the tough decision (laughs) fights. And he has come through and he has won those fights. So I don't have to worry about Ian Gary as much as these undefeated fighters. In that fight, his last fight, when he got dropped, he, he was able to immediately get to the fence. He got to the fence. He stayed safe. He got out of the round. What did he do when he got to the stool? He looked his coach in the eye and he said, that was my fault. You know, I got I got a little aggressive there. That was my fault. I'm not going to let it happen again. He understands when he makes mistakes, and he stays in the moment. He doesn't panic. We see a lot of times these young kids, they panic in those moments. He stayed safe. He came out in the second round, was a little bit more tactical, a little bit more safe, won that round. And in the third round, when you see him pouring on, when he gets in the flow, there, I, I'll say it right now, there is nobody in this division that is a better flow striker than Ian Gary. I mean, he has boom, boom, fast, fast hands. The the way he throws body and head and the combinations he puts together now against d-rod god it pains me to say this but i think d-rod's gonna have the pressure i think d-rod is gonna have he's gonna have ian gary against the fence where ian gary is very comfortable fighting and D. Rod is a very proud guy. He's a very proud guy. He's a very proud fighter, and he—I I, assume—he feels extremely disrespected. This kid's coming in. I'm a three—I'm almost a three-to-one dog to this kid, and he's looking at this kid. I think he's going to get a little bit too aggressive. He might touch. Ian Gary early and he's going to overextend and when you overextend against Ian Gary he will just absolutely pick you apart and I just see that happening to D-Rod in this fight I have nothing against D-Rod this is a great test for Ian Gary this is a, one of those fights where it's like are you real or are you not and we're going to find out if Ian Gary is going to real D-Rod is a great test for him because he does have the boxing I just think he's going to get a little bit too overextended and Ian Gary is going to be either with the counter strikes he's just so fast this guy's so fast man so Ian Gary's going to be my pick I I'm I'm pretty confident in it, but I got all the respect in the world for D. Rod, and these odds are, are are crazy. If I'm putting these, I, I think Gary should be the favorite, like minus one fifty, minus one seventy five. I, I would probably bet something like that, but I'm staying away from that. Let's let's let him get through the D. Rod fight, and then we can start loading up on the kid.
0: Yeah, listen, I'm uh, I'm on the Daniel Rodriguez side. Am I? You know, it's it's a low confidence pick, right? I'm not swinging mm. from the rafters and uh, doing You're anything not with Rodriguez, it. Rodriguez, but... in not it? I'm not Pete Rodriguez, yeah, we exactly. Had D-rod, hey, how about
1: the uh, the D-Rod-P-Rod parlay?
0: Well, I would hate if that hit. So, no. But anyway, Daniel Rodriguez, you, you were right when you said Ian Gary's a flow fighter. This stat right here, you can't see my mouse. I'm hovering over the 7.2 significant strikes landed per minute. That stat from Daniel Rodriguez is why I personally don't think Ian's going to get the time To hit a flow, Daniel just keeps pumping it out there, especially when he doesn't have to worry about takedowns. He just lets his hands go, and that volume just continues to stay out there. He's not going to let this kid hit a rhythm. His chin is high. It's too high. So we're on opposite sides of this. Uh, Let's throw 100 on this at odds.
1: What's that? Let's throw a hundred bucks on this with the odds. I just said I don't like the odds for Ian Gary. Why would I play that bet?
0: Well, I, if if we want to do a hundred on the other fight, let's do one here too, and we're good. Two to one. I'll give you two to one. I'll even give you better odds. I like odds.
1: the odds in the other one. I, I literally just said I don't like the odds of Ian Gary. I'm not. I here, just like, lowered them the ra- for you.
0: I lowered them su- from you. Two to one. I'm giving you two to one.
1: I said I'd like it at one fifty. Don't you remember? I just said that two minutes ago. Absolute dork. I'm not the Absolute one sitting here screaming like, "Oh, he's a lock." He's—I mean, you were the one that was screaming that fucking Natan Levy was a lock. He's, like, he's in my par- safety parlay. You should bet everything if you got that. Blah blah. I didn't sit here and do that for you, Gary. I said I don't agree with these odds. I think it should be minus one fifty.
0: And you said I agree with his life choices and what he did with his last name. And it says a lot if about you, you as a person. Very like progressive, personal because you just got very caught. progressive. I didn't get caught. I offered you a caught. bet and you declined. I you offered you, offered you me a some bet nonsense bet. And you, and you, and you, I offered you a nonsense bet. I offered you, you and I are on opposite sides of this. I offered you a bet. I improved the odds for you and you turned it down. That's it. You're the one making the odds after
1: I literally said minus 150 is probably the best bet. I gave you bullshit
0: odds. Everybody on this planet on the Ian Gary side would love two to one odds. I gave you bullshit odds. Fuck off!
1: All right, somebody, somebody Stupid put in the chat puppet. that you'll take that bet, and, and Angelo bet you right now. He just said he absolute would. joke. He just no, I can't trust these people. How many times oh. have we beaten the
0: community? How many times have we beaten the community and let's they don't see if, pay? But,
1: let's see if a member pops up and says, "I'll take it, Angelo." We can trust our members. Let's see. Can we? <laughs> <laughs> i really don't know i really don't know if twice could. in a row this fucking fat turd i'll bet you i'll you bet joey t shit bitch
0: i'll bet i'll oh, bet you shit. i'll bet joey t i'll bet jesse names Jesse's i see quint i'd bet yeah so am i though i'd bet quint no
1: but you're naming everyone that's on the d Rod side
0: i don't know what those half those people are on jeff lebowski I trust Jeff Lebowski. That sounds well, he like said a I'll take it. Name. So there you go. I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Anyway, $7,200 to $9,200. I will spend the $7,200 on D-Rod because I think that volume is really going to add up. Do you like Ian Gary in DraftKings at least?
1: I think I respect D-Rod too much to put Ian Gary in my DraftKings, to be honest with you.
0: I mean, it makes sense. He's not a guy that you're just going to put out. I mean, it, you know. He's a tough guy, big time chin. Yeah, EO. I'll bet EO. Yeah, exactly. That's why I can't bet the community anymore. Because if I lost, oh, I would have paid up. It would have been a thing. Never, never hear the end of it. Then I win, and we just lose it. You know what's funny? You mentioned EO. What's Anybody what doesn't.
1: Joey T. I'm on Facetime, and the girlfriend said, "Why? We, 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 you got we a get We get it, get it. dude. Yeah, we get it. holy Christ. shit, man. Jesus Christ. He knows that it's so rare for a guy like him to have a girlfriend <laughs> that he's got to be like. I've got God. a girlfriend at every moment. At every moment.
0: Oh, uh, uh, anyway, anybody who doesn't know, Eo was a dude in our uh, wasn't a premium member. Oh no, he was. I'm sorry. He was a premium member. Still. But is. he was yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Then he was in the Discord. In the Discord, he's—I he, think he has memberships on multiple for multiple people. He's taking everybody's bets, throwing them in the Discord, pretending everything on horses, baseball, like pretending he's a genius. Everything him changing his stories. Like the kid was an absolute nightmare. So we eventually we just kicked him out. Like you're toxic, you're ruining the, the issue environment here.
1: Was the Paul Craig stuff?
0: Well, so yeah, yeah. We eventually kicked him out, but with the, what, what crossed the line was he was telling everybody, Paul Craig's going to beat Johnny Walker. Paul Craig's going to beat Johnny Walker. Betting everybody.
1: And people were betting him.
0: Yeah, people were betting People were
1: like, okay, let's do $500. There was like four or five people bet him $500.
0: Well, people were normal. People were like, how much? You tell me. And he's like,
1: I'll bet 500 Like,
0: he's the one putting out these stupid numbers. And so then... Um, Obviously, Paul Craig got fucking flatlined. Looks stupid as hell. Lost that fight big time. EO just disappeared for two weeks. Disappeared for two weeks. Comes back. Laugh Here's my best. Ba- like, yeah, like nothing ever happened. And we are like, dude. Hey, you gonna, was, also,
1: we said, you going to apologize. Like, we probably would have just welcomed him back, honestly. Because at that point, it was been weeks. You're going to apologize? No, I'm not going to apologize. <laughs>
0: it's
1: like, all right, fucking idiot. See ya, well, the,
0: be- the best part about it. And if you're in here it, right
1: now, you're a piece of fucking shit.
0: Dude, he is. He is. He, he's a premium member right now. He signs up. I don't know what he does with the bet. I've debated blocking his IP because we can do that to premium members. Uh, I debated blocking his IP, but I was like, no, fuck it. I'll take his 10 bucks. Let him go be toxic somewhere else and we'll take the 10 bucks. Although he's probably given away the safety parlay as if it's his own. That's probably is what he's doing. Anyway, kid sucks. Um, if you want to be like EO, we want picks.com. A premium member, you could be just like him, just don't act like an asshole. Next up at UFC Charlotte, we have the co main event of the evening. We have Anthony Smith taking on Johnny Walker. Anthony Smith, 36 and 17 overall, 3 and 2 in his last five. He is coming off that loss to Ankhalayev. He's taking on Johnny Walker, 20 and 7 overall, 3 and 2 in his last five. He is riding a two fight. Win streak and what's so impressive about that win streak, or what's nice about that win streak, is if you remember, Johnny Walker was like a killer, came into the division, dude, 6'6, six, six, huge for light heavyweight, had a couple of really nice high-quality wins, then started to you know get a little adversity there, then went to SBG Ireland, the gym that Connor trains at, and then his career took a nosedive. All of a sudden, Johnny Walker's getting put out. Johnny Walker's losing decisions to Tiago Santos, who's just staring at his feet. And it's just like, oh, boy, that gym ruined this guy. Like, ruined
1: him. He's still there, I think.
0: Well, and then he found his footing. I think, I don't know if they made adjustments or he did or what, right? But now he's, like, back to his old self. He was a wild guy that would do whatever. And I think what SPG did is they tried to tighten him up. They tried to be too technical. And eventually, like, you are just who you are and you have to work with that skill set, with your with, to you're yourself, not just gonna, guys, there's nothing, not just, can, there's
1: nothing more important just being true to yourself.
0: You're not gonna change this dude's style completely after 20 professional fights, but lately he has been himself again. He's taking chances, he's getting a little wild, but still cleaned it up and is still coming forward and, and being a little more technical about it. He is an unorthodox guy, he's very dangerous, very, very dangerous. And uh, that struggle bus was, like, late 2021, early 2022. But since then, he's getting these wins together. He's coming forward while remaining creative. And he's on a nice little two-fight first-round stoppage streak. But he's taking on Anthony Smith. That's not an easy outing for anybody. He's a pretty well-rounded striker. He's got fantastic hands, solid kicks. He's also a solid grappler as well. He submitted Ryan Spann, Devin Clark, even Alexander uh, Gustafson. His wrestling kind of sucks, though. Low 27% takedown accuracy, 48% takedown defense. So the submissions are really if you're sort of engaging that game from him. But he's tough as nails. We'll say this every single time we break him down. Glover Teixeira knocked his teeth out of his face. He picked him up off the mat, handed him to the referee, and then continued to take his beating while Glover apologized to him or punched him in the face. So it was a why. I mean, that was one of the craziest fights. And that was a COVID fight, too. That fight is a little bit off topic. That fight is what sent Glover, like, to the title fight, to his popularity rose because it was during COVID. UFC was the only sport on television and Glover, like, literally knocked his teeth out of his face, was apologized like, and so people loved him after that. So, anyway. Uh, Anthony Smith, dumb, tough, technical striker and I totally understand the line flip. Anthony Smith opened at a plus 135 underdog has now become the favorite, very, very slight favorite here. I get it. He's the more experienced guy. He's got the better resume. Uh, He's certainly absolutely tough as hell, not a guy that you're just going to get out of there whenever you want to. That does make this a little tricky. If this was five rounds, I would probably pick Anthony Smith, but it's three rounds. So I'm going to go Johnny Walker. I think Johnny Walker's creativity, if he's going to come forward, throw wild, spin. uh, We know he can hang tough. Johnny Walker has actual solid takedowns if he ever wants to use them so i like johnny walker to get this done but the bet's going to be over one and a half because anthony smith is very very tough johnny walker you know anthony smith's not like put you out early kind of guy so i think the over one and a half is the bet here uh i think i have placed that bet as well and throwing that up there for premium members picks johnny walker but i think the smarter money's on the over round instead what do you think jakey
1: uh, personally I would stay away from that because you, you just it, there's just so many question marks with Johnny Walker I, I believe I, I don't care who Johnny Walker fights I don't care if it's John Jones I don't care if it's Ryan Hall I don't care if it's Amanda Hebas Tabitha Ricci Mackenzie Dern Gloria Paula. I don't care who <laughs> it is I believe that he should be a pick'em in every single fight because you just don't know what's going to happen to a Johnny Walker fight you literally have no idea and the, the, the issue is in his last two fights he looked great in his last two fights but he really didn't have have any adversity in those fights? Kutalaba took him down. He reversed position. He chokes him out. His chin was not tested. Paul Craig, you know, tried to grab his leg. He knocks him out. His chin was not tested. So we really haven't seen Johnny Walker's chin tested since he was knocked out, um, you know, three fights ago. But in this fight, it, it comes down to when I watch Anthony Smith, and I like Anthony Smith. I actually picked Anthony Smith. To, This is going to sound even—I mean, people are going to—I'm going to lose a lot of credibility here. (laughs) I picked picked Anthony Smith against John Jones in that title fight because I believe he is such a high-IQ guy, (laughs) and he can figure out fights, and he is very well-rounded everywhere. He's a very dangerous guy on the ground. He's got good boxing. As you mentioned, he is tough as shit. But when I watch Anthony Smith fight, it feels like everything he's doing, he's thinking everything he's it's, it, like you saw that uncle I fight and i know that he blew out his ankle and that's why he lost that fight but even early on it feels like he's just he's just waiting and he's thinking and he's thinking and he's thinking it's like what do i do now? okay he's doing this he's doing that where johnny walker as you mentioned it's just everything he does he's just he's just doing it he's just in there flowing he's just in there reacting and he just does stuff and in that fight i think that's what it comes down to johnny walker's gonna be in there free flowing and, and anthony smith's just gonna be waiting too much okay what's he gonna do what's he gonna do he can't determine what Johnny Walker is going to do because Johnny Walker doesn't know what he's doing. There's no reads to make on Johnny Walker. You can't, okay, <laughs> he's throwing this. Now he's going to throw this. You can't because Johnny Walker will just do wild shit. So when you're sitting there trying to make reads against a guy like Johnny Walker, you're going to tell you he's, he's just such a talented, powerful, explosive guy. You're just going to be in trouble before you can make those reads. And I just see how that fight, I, I see that playing out that way. But... If Johnny Walker comes in, does something stupid, Anthony Smith throws a two down the pipe and knocks him out, I'm not going to be surprised either. So Johnny Walker is going to be my pick because I think he is just the more talented fighter of the two. It's a pick him for a reason. This might be one of those. It's a co event, a Saturday afternoon. Throw a hundred bucks on either side and have some fun with it. But um, this definitely is not a parlay piece for either side or anything crazy no. like that. God, it's no. gonna. It should be a fun fight because Johnny Walker is a fun dude, but he is going to be my pick. Uh, but I got a little respect in the world for Anthony, man.
0: Oh, absolutely, and and one of the things I forgot to mention is Anthony's got that cushy desk job now. He's focusing on his post-fight career as he should be. He's, he's a got smart, that dude. U, UFC Good. analyst desk job. Does a great job breaking down fights, stuff like that. I, I can't imagine. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to go ahead and assume what he is or is not doing, but that's his future. So I think Wait he's a little yeah. more f- focused on setting up his post-fight career, while Johnny Walker is just like, "This is all I got." I got to come in here and win and, this
1: it, fight. and it sounded like going into that Ankalaya fight that he put everything into that fight. He was in the best shape of his life. He was training. He put on extra weight, and the weight cut was really, really rough for him because he wanted to put on the extra weight to be ready. And that was his big moment to get back in the picture. And then he blows out his ankle. He loses the fight. So, how do you really come back when you put everything yeah. into a fight, you know, and it doesn't go your way, even though there was an ankle injury? You know, how do you really kind of come back? And then, you know, if he loses this one, there's no more title picture for for Anthony Smith, you know. You got to win this one. No,
0: I agree. It should be a really fun fight though. It's a solid co-main event and the fact that even the the chat is split and the chat's talking about this is a tough fight to pick and it is. And that I mean fights like this are great because it is tough to pick. We don't know what's going to happen. So, I'm going to enjoy it. Uh credit to both these guys. Should be a lot of fun. DraftKings completely split. I think I think you do need one of these guys in your DraftKings lineup. So I think you just got to pick your side. If you're on the Anthony Smith side, you can get him at $8,000. you are on Johnny Walker's side. I think 8200 is a solid price. The finish is probably more likely. Man, I don't know because Anthony Smith is so tough to say more likely on the Johnny Walker side, actually. That's why I went the over one and a half, honestly, because Anthony Smith is super tough. And Johnny Walker, you mentioned it on his chin. But yeah, he went five rounds with Tiago Santos. And it's not, not like Tiago cracked him, cracked him, but that was a powerful dude that, could crack anybody. Are you going to throw one of them in your DraftKings lineup or are you just going to leave it?
1: I'll be honest. I, I think that Johnny's going to make my lineup. All there's right. Just too, there's just too much value there.
0: There we go. Um, guys, wewantpicks.com. Just click become a member. It's only $10 a month. You're going to unlock literally everything, including our DraftKings Insight, Bets, Picks, the DraftKings Optimizer, and so much more. But for free, if you go to wewantpicks.com, you're going to see an enter your picks button right at the top. It's free. You just enter your picks. And if you pick a whole card correctly, it's free to enter. You don't need to be a premium member. If you enter all your picks and you get it correct, we send you 100 bucks. It's a fun little contest. Nobody's done it yet. Uh, actually, one person did it, but he entered like 15 lineups so or 15 different one time. You can vote one time for your picks. But uh, it's free. costs nothing. Just go to wewantpicks.com. Big green button right smack at the top that says enter your picks. And if you get him correctly, hundred bucks. Thanks for pointing that out, Mike Imperial. Next up at UFC Charlotte, we have the main event of the evening. We have Jarzinho Rosenstroke I say Rosenstruok, but he just tweeted exactly how to pronounce it Struik.
1: I think it's Struik.
0: Yeah. Rosenstruik taking on Jalton Almeida Boy,
1: baby. Biggie boy.
0: Biggie boy, thirteen and four overall, two and three in his last five. Coming off the KO win over Chris Dawkins, he's taking on John Almeida, eighteen and two overall, undefeated in the UFC. He's riding a fourteen-fight win streak. This is funny breakdown for me. I mentioned this in my quick picks video, but every single time that Jarzino gets bored or fight week is coming up, his Instagram story is me saying he's going to lose to Chris Dawkins, Obviously, I was wrong there,
1: and but it's just... me saying... You're not in all of them gonna, now. He's going to absolutely destroy, and then it cuts to him blitzing across and destroying.
0: Yeah, so... Um, it was more about I'm, me than you. All the ones I've seen were quite the opposite, which no, I'd rather it be more about you.
1: It goes to me, it's because I actually said he's going to absolutely destroy this clown, but he cuts off before I say clown, because I think he doesn't like that for me disrespecting fighters so it was really more about me
0: okay well congratulations on that notoriety very well done um but Georgina Rosenstruck as we know he's a very heavy-handed striker a Muay Thai guy technique wise it's that Muay Thai technique those Muay Thai strikes but he does like to counter he'll wait he'll back up as soon as you overcommit, he'll send it as Jacob mentioned that wasn't the case in that Chris Dawkins fight he came forward forward pressure Made it happen in that regard. But that's not the norm for him. But that does make this breakdown a little more complicated because is that the new norm? Was that just for that fight because he's coming off the loss? Like, what was that about? But typically he's waiting letting you overcommit, and then he'll come forward, then he'll throw big, he'll throw heavy. He can fall behind on the scorecards as well and then sort of need that big knockout later to get it done because of that counter-striking and because of the waiting. He has no takedowns in the UFC. Uh, I think he has no takedown attempts as well, but he does have a 75% takedown defense, and he's been taken down by some of the better guys, right? Curtis Blades, Cyril Gan, and even Alistair Overeem. What, what's the big what?
1: Uh, you DraftKings again.
0: Oh, whatever. Fuck off. Um, John Almeida is the real deal. Let's not forget he's a light heavyweight who moved up to heavyweight. uh, But he is the real deal. I mean, this guy has been absolutely blowing through the heavyweight division. And then Anton Turcalge. But he's been absolutely blowing through the division, taking them down with relative ease, beating him up from there and getting it done. He actually does have quite the striking credentials as well. His father was an amateur boxer. He's been boxing since he was just a kid. And he's got some solid striking, but he just seems to have fallen in love with his grappling. And he is a powerful, powerful guy that's going to blast double you, pick you up or dump you. And then people are not getting back up on him. He's got great top control. These are not sloppy takedowns. Once he gets you to the ground, he has phenomenal Pressure and control. We don't really know what his cardio situation is because we haven't seen him fight that long. And that is actually my real hesitation with this fight. I do think Almeida wins. I think he's going to get the takedown and do what he does, right? So I'm, I'm pretty confident in that regard. But we just don't know about his cardio. I am, there is a piece of me that's worried. He's going to come in, get a takedown or try to get a takedown, not going to get anything he wants as quickly as he wants it get a little tired, and Jarzino has gone multiple ways. He's gone to decisions plenty of times, knows how to conserve that energy. So the one thing that worries me is Jon might blow his load, shooting early or shooting fast, or maybe doesn't get it as easily as he has been getting it, and then could get tired. But I do think he's going to get the takedowns. I do think this is going to look similar to his last couple of fights. Uh, but Jarzino is, I think, the biggest heavyweight that he's fought so far, And after this fight, if he blows through Jarzinho, then I'm just going to stop talking about, well, Jalton was a light heavyweight, and we'll see what happens when he fights a real heavyweight, because I think it's fair to say Rosenstruck is a real heavyweight. What do you think, Jakey boy?
1: Uh, yeah, Jolton, as you mentioned is a 205er who fought, you know, one heavyweight and realized, "Holy shit, this is easy because these guys have no idea how <laughs> to wrestle." And that's that's basically what he's been doing. I mean, he's just having fun with these heavyweights, but he is a 205er and once he starts r- running in to these actual heavyweights at the top, he's going to run into issues because you can't just, you know, blast double and pick people up over your head and slam them down once you get to that top level of the heavyweight division. The good news for him is there's really only about four or five of those heavyweights and it, we'll see if if, if Biggie boy can be one of those heavyweights. that kind of gives him some issues because, and I've mentioned this in my breakdowns, it's a pretty well-known thing. You'll see other people's as well. If you watch Jolton fight, he, he opens up with the exact same combination, like his last like four or five straight fights. He throws a front kick, and then he shoots a blast double right after the front kick. And you saw Shamil in that last fight waiting for it, right? The front kick came, and Shamil threw this big left hook that landed on Jalton and, and he ate it. All right, I mean, he just absolutely ate it. He had no issues eating that shot. He ended up getting the takedown. It took him a little bit longer, but he ended up getting the finish still in that fight. But if Biggie, if he does that same thing, and he thinks he's gonna throw a front kick into a into a shot. Biggie boy, if he lands those same shots, maybe with the, the same, you know, the same hook or an uppercut or something, he could put Jolton out. I mean, if Biggie Boy is landing shots. He can't put Jolton out. And there is a weird confidence... For, for Biggie Boy going into this fight, he's always a fun guy. If you see him on Twitter, Instagram, and stuff, he's always interacting with people and everything. He's a, he's a fun dude, but it, there seems like a weird confidence for this fight. And I believe that he's going to come out and say, "Listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wait for the takedowns." So a lot of people are just, uh, especially all these heavyweights, are oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, here comes a takedown, here comes a takedown, and jolton gets on you he, and he's gonna dump you if you wait for the takedowns. So I think he's gonna come out just like that Dalkis fight, and yeah, he maybe he comes in. And blitzes forward and he gets taken down because of that. But maybe he's able to overwhelm this kid. Maybe he's able to get in the face, land some shots, and all of a sudden it's Jolton backpedaling. And if you can get on Jolton and get him backpedaling against the fence, yes, he has his striking chops as well. But get him to panic a little bit, and I feel like Biggie Boy is going to come in and try to do what Jolton. What, what Francis did to him. Francis just reckless abandon, just, I mean, just wild shots and caught Biggie Boy against the fence and landed the shot and knocked him out. I think I think Biggie Boy comes in and tries that exact same thing. Just boom, fight start, blitz forward, and let's just see if I can land that big shot and knock out a big, big prospect and put my name up there as a real deal heavyweight. Can he get that done? I don't think he's going to get it done. I think that, <laughs> I think Jalton Jol- is going to come in, get the takedown, and do what he needs to do. Because I did re-watch that Biggie Boy fight against Curtis Blades, because Curtis Blades took him down, and Biggie Boy got up, right? So I'm, th- I'm thinking, okay, he got up against Curtis Blades. Can he get up? How did he get up? He got up by getting to his fence, giving up his back like most heavyweights do. They get to their knees, they give up their back, they break the hands, and they separate. If you give up your back to a guy as high level as Jolton in the jiu-jitsu... He's just going to keep you to the ground. He's going to throw hooks in. He's going to choke you out. So you can't give up your back. Curtis Blades doesn't have that high level jujitsu, jiu-jitsu, so he's able to get back to his feet. I don't think he can get back to his feet if he gets taken down versus Jolton, so i got to go Jolton here, but there is a pause for concern. You're looking at confidence levels, and so let's talk about confidence levels and premium levels or for premium members. I do not have Jolton as a high confidence play in this fight. I'll be rooting for Biggie Boy, honestly, but uh, we'll see how, how it plays out. Jolton's my pick.
0: Yeah, I, I am confident in Jalton. Obviously, there are questions, and it's, you know, anytime you see a line like this, it's like, oh, boy, you better. I, I, I'm probably more confident in Carl Williams than Jalton Almeida. And that has nothing not to do danger. with the. F- yeah, I was going to say that has everything to do with the opponent. Right. I'm not. More, I, Carl Williams is not a better fighter than Jalton Almeida, but Carl Williams' opponent is not Jarzinho. Yes, red. Uh. You. You have the Red. Hair, freckles, the whole thing. Your beard's not red? That's a that's a tail you're going to die on?
1: Uh, my beard is. Nothing else is.
0: Oh, okay. Yes? Red? Uh,
1: I got Jolton first-round KO at plus 1,200, which seems fucking insane for a sprinkle-type play because I think he's live... Um, it's plus nine hundred now, but that still is like I can't believe. Or it's not, still Johnson, a sorry, I'm sorry, uh, Biggie Boy. I take Delta, Biggie but Boy, because yeah, yeah. um, I think he comes through and just says, "Fuck it, let's let's try and knock this dude out quick." And uh, if he does it, we're getting paid, baby.
0: Well, not me. I'm a little more confident on John Ameda, but but I hear. You. I mean, those are that that is surprising because that's how Jarzinho can win. Like, why why would those odds be so astronomical when that's what's he gonna do? Win a decision. That's not gonna happen. So
1: or you can take, and this is the other one, Biggie Boy, round five submission, plus eight thousand. Like that one. <laughs> it sounds good
0: now. Yeah.
1: Oh shit.
0: how is it only plus eight thousand, honestly?
1: That's the highest I think I've ever seen. I mean you can get draw at plus sixty six hundred.
0: Draw's more likely. Little kick to the dick. Anyway, I do have the DraftKings prices flipped. Uh jolton made a ninety six hundred dollars most expensive fighter on this car. Jarzina rosenre sixty six does not go decision is a guarantee on this. it's it's got to be a guarantee in this fight. It has to be. How could this fight go to a decision? Could you imagine it's five if, rounds. Could you how could this go to a decision? if,
1: if jolton comes in, and throws that front kick and shoots the takedown and just gets knocked out. It's like, what you you did it six fights in a row? You don't think people are gonna catch on? <laughs> like, could you imagine if he actually did that and got knocked out because of it? Like, that's a stupid. I tweeted that. Um, it was funny because I tweeted that. Like, Jalton does this, and if it if, if Biggie Boy sees it and lands, he's gonna knock him out. Biggie boy liked the tweet and then followed me on Twitter. So, Biggie Boy, hey, how you doing? I'm
0: <laughs> we'll see what happens. So he knows it's coming. Um, well. This fight's definitely not going to go to the decision. I don't know what those are. What are the odds of this fight not going to a decision?
1: Uh, plus 600. What? You said, if it go into a decision.
0: No, does not.
1: Uh, minus 1,000. The,
0: okay. <laughs> All right. Well, sounds about right. That's that's a, very, that's a solid line. That makes a lot of sense. Um, if you want to see the action we got. Oh, are you going to do uh, Jalton Almeida in your DraftKings at 9600? If he wins, it's by stoppage. So,
1: yeah. I, I, honestly, I think I respect. I, I, Biggie boy's got this weird confidence. Like he knows what the fuck's about to happen. I mean, he scares me with his confidence. I'll be honest with you. And I, I respect it too. I, I'm a, I'm a confident guy myself. So I'll be rooting for him, man. And I can't. This is one of those. I, I'm gonna be uh, traveling, so I can't even watch this card, unfortunately. So,
0: yeah. That is a. That definitely does suck. But um,
1: not as much as you suck, Chase Sherman.
0: wewantpicks.com, unlock everything premium membership has to offer, and you'll be a very, very happy camper, almost as happy as Jack Spade. Jack Spade won $78,000 using our tools, our insight. Obviously, he built his own lineup, but he was very clear in the shout-out and in the DMs that we had a lot to do with this win, and he is a premium member. So not only is he incredibly sharp for building this lineup he gave us quite a bit of credit as well, $78,000. The dude is a $10 premium member. Use the insight, use the tools, use the info, and won $78,000. And you may say, oh, that's an anomaly. Joey Todoro, who is also a premium member in this community, won thousand dollars just, I don't know, six months ago. I, I can't imagine there's any other community out there With members doing that well in more than in twelve months? Two people in in one single
1: calendar year? That's really talking about me winning the the Friend League three weeks in a row.
0: You just lost to me this past weekend?
1: I got third. That's podium. That's
0: podium. I got third. So anyway. $25 entry won Jack Spade, $78,000. He shouted us out. We appreciate you very much, Jack. Congratulations on all that. And if you want to be like Jack, just go to wewantpicks.com and become a premium member. You're not only going to get all of the insight, all the tools, all the information. You're going to get a whole lot of other stuff as well. If you want $50, I will send you $50. All you need to do is go to wewantpicks.com bets. Sign up with any one of our betting partners. Make a deposit. We send you 50 bucks. It's affiliate marketing, right? You're going to use our link to create your account. You're going to make a deposit. They're going to pay me. I'm going to break off that money and I'm going to give some of it to you as a thank you because we're all about the community. Wewantpicks.com slash bets. Premium membership. We talk a lot about them. A lot of you are here just for the bets. You want to copy the pay, bets, paste the bets, and then make some money. And while that does work, Uh, especially on uh, some of the bets, the pay-per-views, we absolutely crush. The premium member safety parlay hits at a higher than 70% clip. There are still tools and information behind premium to help you find your own spots, like the line movement tracker, like the detailed data metrics and analytics, which will be up later today. All of that available to you at wewonpicks.com for only $10 a month. And it's not just us. We have other oh, analysts Oh, look well, at Adam! Including Artem. what's really nice about Artem is he breaks down he's far Zalish. more. He's New Zealand-ish. <laughs> he breaks down far more than just UFC. You're going to get Cage Warriors. You're going to get PFL out of him. Bellator. All of these other events. He's giving you picks, bets, and that as well. We picks.com. Click become a member. It's freaking $10 a month. Jakey Boy, what do you have for the people?
1: Um... Hey, lock of the week video tomorrow. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be exciting. We're looking for what is it, Angelo? Five in a row. On our way to 10, 15, 20, maybe even fifty. We'll figure it out. But uh, we got something special for you tomorrow. Look out for it, baby.
0: I'm really hoping it's Pete Rodriguez. Really hoping. Eh, well, you're so very so very confident in him. So so I have to be imagine. you bet on the Tom Levy. It's in there. Premium members, you'll see that now at wewantpicks.com.